0: that's why i was i was telling ryan on the phone too i was like man if this winds up going longer i'm gonna just train in my garage and watch the fight on and while i train right, well, which is usually what i do that. anyway yeah i, just, I mean, I just, well, it doesn't matter either way
1: i just started recording right now but you were saying i was just saying how you're one of the first people who came on and actually got yourself presentable for this thing and we feel a little bit under <laughs> i did my best <laughs> make up here the whole night you got got so you didn't get a pump yet no, I did not. That That's Natty. That's Natty. This is, <laughs> this is Natty. <laughs> you come on be like, I'm, I don't got a pump I did a couple push-ups, nothing big. I, just get, no. I did a couple get a of arm curls, nothing but
0: I'm cutting right now. Dude, we're freaking three and a half weeks out from Nationals. Do you got to do, you,
1: what kind of cutting do you have to do?
0: Um. I'm only three pounds away from weight, which is like nothing because I've had times before where like literally in the off season, I was like a full 57. That's only happened like one time, but it it was bad. And then I had to diet and everything. But I mean, this time around, since we were like in lockdown and everything, I can literally count like the number of times that me and Joey went out to eat on like my fingers, (laughs) literally from the beginning of lockdown. Yeah. So I turned into like a mega homebody. Like I cooked all of our meals and everything. So I think the heaviest heaviest I got was like one twenty one or something like that. But I I I didn't weigh myself today. But I was one seventeen point six yesterday. So that's not. So even, it's like three pounds. That's it took me, Yeah, like it's literally monitoring my sodium for like a few days, and just like not eating like rice and potatoes or like foods that would retain water. Three pounds is nothing.
1: Do you do water cutting and whatnot? Or no?
0: I have not done a water cut since I competed USPA at the LA Fit Expo and I water cut it to 105. Holy (laughs) moly. How long ago was that? 2015. But it was like, it was, it was bad. (laughs) It was so like, I will never, ever in my life do a water cut like that again i cut 13 pounds in like 10 days
2: Holy and damn.
0: And, it, and it was bad like it, it was like around the beginning of our relationship me with me and joey like we were probably only together for like a year or so at that time because we started dating like late 2013 actually maybe it was 2014 that i cut to 105 it was very early on in our relationship and i remember telling joey like hey I'm going to just disappear for a week. Don't worry about me. Like I'll be fine or whatever because he would have killed me if he knew that I was cutting that much because at that point like I was I was competing USPA. We I had just competed at a meet in Camp Pendleton as a 114, as a 52. And I mean everybody gains weight after after they compete so I was one sure. I was 118. And then I got invited to the LA Fit Expo, and I was going to go 52 again. And I was like, I just didn't meet at 52. Let's get crazy and just compete at 48. (laughs) I didn't tell Joey this. So I just died to make it (laughs) to 105. I literally didn't eat for like three days. I probably spent a total of like 11 hours in a sauna. Oh my God. The, the day of the weigh-ins, I woke up at like three in the morning and I took like 12 trips, like driving back and forth from a local 24 hour fitness to my house, just sitting in a sauna. And like, I was dead. It was, it was like, it was extremely foolish of me. And I would never recommend that anybody do something like that because like being in a sauna by yourself, when you're already completely depleted and dehydrated and you haven't, Eaten anything for like three days. Like, I literally could have like died in there. Yeah. No shit. Like, I mean, it got to the point where I was like, I would like pull the skin on my hand and my skin would just stay up for like 10 seconds because oh there was no, there was like literally no fluid in my body. Holy like, fudge! Yeah. I, It it was so bad. Like, it was so bad. And I remember after making weight, like, the first meal that I had, I had gotten, like, green tea pancakes or something like that. And I took, like, five or six bites of the pancake, and I immediately puked it up. Like, my body was in, like, shock. I couldn't hold on to anything. This is actually the LA Fit Expo um, where Brandon Lilly blew out his knees. Oh my so that God. Gonna...
2: <laughs> that is legendary. That? I
1: remember I, I remember seeing it, it's legendary. Like the videos are absolutely disgusting. I, I
0: still have the original video of that on my phone. I'm gonna need that at all. Yeah, po- I, <laughs> I mean, I'll send it to you if you want. But I don't remember if it was 2014 or 2015, but it, it was that year. And I remember, I remember when I had made weight Brandon was like a very, very big like helper in like telling me what I should do because i would never done a weight cut like that before. He's like, you need to do this, this, this and this. And I remember that night I stayed at Joey's house because we weren't living together yet. And I remember Joey had gotten white rice and soy sauce and I stayed the night at his house and I had to set an alarm on my phone to like wake up like every hour on the hour and just eat soy sauce and rice and just drink like a 16 ounce bottle of water. Like, I mean, I, I, I remember on the drive back after weigh-ins, I had to have Joey pull over like three or four times so that I could literally puke up like pure water because my body was just not holding on to anything. Oh my God, man. Yeah. Don't, don't recommend cutting (laughs) 13 pounds, especially as a newbie power lifter. I was a very new lifter at that time because I didn't start like actually competing Like, competing, competing until, like, late 2013. That might have been, like, my third or fourth meet ever or something like that.
1: What an experience. And,
0: and I, yeah, it was – I definitely – like, I very vividly remember every feeling of that weight cut, and I never want to experience it again, and I hope that nobody – ever does. But I mean, I don't know. There's crazy wild people that do like insane water cuts. Well, per- I mean, we see in UFC.
1: Yeah. But- but percentage wise, that's a cr- for like percentage, 13 pounds on the body weight you were is a huge percentage. Like I, I'm not going to yeah. do math quickly in my head, but when you're floating not much over a hundred pounds range in 13 pounds, like you're getting close to like 10% range of body. Like that's, that's huge.
0: It, it was really bad. Like I, no, no, no. This is USPA. It okay. was USPA. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, my total was obviously smaller than what I had totaled that totaled as a fifty-two, but like it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was. Like I think I, I pulled like three fifty-eight at that meet. I think I benched like one thirty-two or one thirty-seven or something like that. And I wanna say I squatted like two thirty-one or two thirty-seven. Again, this was like 2014, 2015. I should look it up and find out what it was.
1: But Isn't it wild how good your body can bounce back if it's dehydration? Like your body is pretty resilient when it needs to be.
0: Yeah. But that was the last time I did a water cut. And I mean, I just... And maybe, maybe the reason I don't want to do it is because I'm just freaking traumatized from that experience. For sure.
1: <laughs> for but. sure. You're like, this is not fun. This yeah. isn't a-
0: Like, I would literally rather diet for like five, six weeks than endure what I did <laughs> cutting to 105.
1: And it's crazy. Um, Brennan Lilly was helping you out. And th- did you watch what happened live when we're like, oh, yeah. Freaking God! That's the video is on my phone. Live! Oh my God! So, so you were probably like trying to cheer for him because you feel good. Like, oh, he's my yeah. will be out.
0: Go get him! And yeah, then boom, I mean, double knee blowout. Yeah, it was a double knee blowout. Like, I think he wound up having to go through like multiple surgeries. And I remember his wife or girlfriend at the time too. Like, I mean, they I think they live in Kentucky or something like that. And I want to say they were living on like a Second or third floor of like an apartment complex or something like that. But I remember Brandon got hospitalized for that here. And he was a big, big guy. I don't know if you've seen him lately. I don't really follow him on social media very much now, but I don't think he's powerlifting as much anymore. And he's way leaner. Yes. Like he is very, very lean right now. And, but I mean, at that time, he was a big guy. So imagine a guy of that size, like trying to fly home, like with busted up knees. But I mean, I remember when he was here, he was in the hospital and I remember driving like for like three or four days. I was literally just driving back and forth to the hospital to like either take some food or Oh no
1: shit. I didn't know you're friends with him like that or you I wasn't.
0: I Whoa, wasn't. Really? You just felt yeah. bad. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, he didn't have anybody out here holy but, smokes
1: Tina you really paid him back You're like don't worry I got dude, you he's like I'll never people see you call
0: mom. me mom it's been like ingrained into my body for life <laughs> wow. but I mean um yeah I was I was driving his wife or girlfriend back and forth at the time too because they had like no place to shower and at that time they they were in like an overflow hospital room he didn't have his own room i remember when i was going to the hospital they were in like a giant room with like curtains that had like i want to say there was like six people in that room or something like that Holy but yeah he didn't space. he didn't even have his own hospital room so i was driving back and forth so that his partner could have an actual shower and stuff but yeah <laughs> i mean it's crazy
1: that was Brendan, a really wild experience. Brendan's uh, for anyone listening, like because he's a bit of like a different generation of powerlifter, but at one point he was breaking world records in the untested, he was one of the biggest names there. And that injury you're talking about is one of the worst powerlifting injuries we have seen. Most graphic. You see the video, you will never forget it. Double knee blowout. Crazy amount of like a massive squat. And he's went from being the number one guy in the world, he's gone. Like he's he never he turned around, he never came back. Like that man He tried. Did he? Bless his soul.
0: Yeah. He was he was so he was still training after like after his recovery process and everything. But I'm fairly certain, if memory serves me right, um when they went in to do this surgery, I think they found like Either broken cartilage or like broken pieces of bone that was floating around in there already, because oh. I think there was some sort of like calcification that they had seen that there was already a pre-existing injury that had already healed. Mm. So that double knee blowout was already probably some sort of like pre-existing injury that he had sustained. Maybe not to some crazy magnitude where he would have needed surgery, but the, I'm I'm pretty sure they had found floating pieces in there. And he had he dealt with like multiple infections and stuff after Jesus. that, like in yeah internally that required surgeries after the main one that he had initially had. Oh my! God. But I I I do remember that he did try and like get back into powerlifting and stuff. But what's more crazy now is this. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but I want to say it was like seven eleven between seven eleven and seven twenty seven is what. Cause him to have that injury. That's how much was on the bar. But it's 2021, and we're gonna see 83s squatting that amount now. I know that's crazy. I know, I know, I know. It's and he was like a three away or a super at the time, and it's just crazy to think about that now and see how much the sport has grown over the last like five six years
1: it's freaking insane. It's like, uh, and and yeah, he was, and he wasn't just, uh, like 308 or he was breaking records. Like it wasn't like he was just around for the show. So for a guy who was like breaking records and everything. And then five years later, people like, Oh, was he an 83 or no, 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 no (laughs) untested 308. One of the best in the world. It's, it's, that's why it's nuts. Like that's why it's always like hats off to somebody like you who was around then and is still around now and still like you know in podium position at a, in a nation like U.S. Raw Nats where you'll be fighting for medals. When when you could do that continuously over years of time, it's freaking tough, man. Like it is almost yeah. A, there's, there's there's like a huge. Generational gap, like a turnover. Guys like like Brett Gibbs, who are around then and are around now. It's like, how are you still here? It's so
0: crazy to like Brett. Brett just went through surgery and is going through like a recovery process now too. I wonder. I mean, I saw him make a post about it, but I didn't. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I don't know if he is he. I think he's he's like doing CrossFit and stuff now.
1: Oh, oh, for the love of God! You just (laughs) no,
0: he. I'm an angel. Just died somewhere. somewhere.
1: An angel lost its wings. I, Please don't say I that. mean,
0: when, when this is over, I'm going to have to pull up my phone and look, but I'm pretty sure he made a post recently saying he, I mean, he, I think he had like elbow surgery or something like that. Yeah. And, and I mean, he, the in the posts I do remember that he was squatting, but I think he said something about doing CrossFit and stuff too. I, um, it, it, I think you, I think you It,
3: does, right say, it I, does say CrossFit, powerlifting and other cardio aspects. And I'm currently dieting down with a nutritionist. What does
1: yeah. that mean? Or maybe he got, a little chonky in his time off, which, hey, hats off to him. I, I feel like that's probably the majority, though. Right. Hey, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, that's, that's fair. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been around for a while, and he's had, like, injuries here and there. They catch up to you. Sometimes it'll just force you back, like – For him, the lockdown and no competitions might not have been the worst thing in the world to address some of these things.
0: Well, he's also in New Zealand. New Zealand gets, like, two COVID cases and they shut down everything. (laughs) That's true. I'm sitting in California and... Three and a half weeks up from going into raw in freaking Florida. Yeah. Florida's the wild, even though it's the east, is the wild, I wild west. I, I would rather go to freaking like Alabama than go to Florida.
3: <laughs> whoa. Whoa. What are you guys trying to say? That
1: Florida is so... <laughs> I, whenever I listen to like Joe Rogan podcast, he's always like, God damn Florida though, huh? It is. Yeah. It is wild out there. It is wild.
0: Well, I mean, they... they they were a little bit lax with COVID. No. So, I mean, you need to have crowds with UFC and stuff like that. Like, I was telling you that I very recently just got into watching the fights and stuff like that. But it's like, I was watching the fights with no crowds. And now over the last, like, few weeks, I'm like, this is like... Like I'm on the edge of my seat because you could just like hear everybody yelling now. Yeah. Like I, I would have been, I would have been extremely sad if I were to go and compete at Raw Nationals and there were zero spectators. What is the
1: spectators going to be
0: like?
3: I mean, you'd be used to it since I like you know, would mo- probably be able to
0: answer that. <laughs> yeah, mo- yeah. Okay. I,
3: I believe they were doing a uh, hundred per session, but I think they may have bumped it up to one fifty because it's um the convention center itself putting limits on the event saying the mask mandate and then the size limit even though that's walking
0: from florida
3: it because that individual business can do whatever they want so the yeah. governor said to open everything up but that specific convention center is still so, having limits
0: yeah that's a bummer but <laughs> they, i mean I'm, I'm glad that they're even allowing any spectators at all because i mean at this point you're going to have enough like like as many spectators that you would have at like a local level meet. But at the same time, now that I'm thinking right now, Arian, do you know how many platforms there's going to be? Two. Two? Those. That's it?
1: Yeah. But, uh, and how is training going?
0: Um, It's been like a hit or miss for me. Bench was doing well. Like I benched a hundred kilos in training, but I was also much heavier then. But, I mean, I've been consistently benching, like, 95. But at this point, like, these 52s are insane freaking nuts. right now. I know. Yeah, like, I know, I know you posted her a couple times, which sucks that it turns into a freaking roast fest every time because Colossal Arch. But, like, Jamie Fisher benches, like, 250
1: pounds. I know, it's
0: insane. Yeah, and then, I mean, Marissa benched, 231 so 105 so i mean my my bench used to be my stronger lifts of the three but so that that's been going great for me but now with the the change of the bench who knows what's going to wind up happening but 2019 until now i've just i've gone through so much with training i had to drop out of 2019 nationals because i had like severe piriformis syndrome like What was the straw that broke the camel's back in like 2019 is like, I was like three days out from leaving for Raw Nationals, fully signed up, went through the full prep and everything. And I mean, I I dealt with that prep just being in pain for months. Like my pain had started in like June, but I'm like, I never sustained any type of like injury or anything. So I didn't know what it was. I had good days and bad days, but three days out from Raw National's twenty nineteen, um, or three days out from leaving, I I couldn't I was dying trying to double 259 pounds on squat. Oh, wow. When I had done sets of like four and five with like two eighty six. And this was the year with like prime time. I mean, we've had prime time like every year. I think twenty twenty one is gonna be the first year since um Josh introduced primetime. Like what what year was uh, Atlanta was it? was it 2016? I don't remember exactly when it was, but like it was prime time. And I'm like, it's going to be prime time with the 52s and 83s. All eyes are going to be on that live stream. Yeah. I'm literally going to be on a back-to-back flight with the freaking 83s with like <laughs> Russ and Sean and Jamar and all of like the big name lifters. I wasn't going to try and make a fool out of myself with severe regression in training. Like I had to go through that entire prep pulling sumo because I couldn't pull conventional because of my piriformis syndrome. What and is piriformis
1: like, I, by the way? Just in a case.
0: It's literally a very tiny muscle that is the size of the tip of your pinky. That's between like your glute. I believe it's between like your glute medius and your glute maximus. So it's just a very small muscle that is in between there. And it was just like, I, I had no control of the right side of my body. Holy smokes. That's what it did. Yeah. So it's like every single time I was trying to send and it doesn't help that I have scoliosis and maybe that stemmed because of my scoliosis. I don't know what the exact root of the problem was, but I mean, I've been in the game of powerlifting since like 2010. So nagging aches and pains. I'm a partial boomer at this point. So it's like, (laughs) it, it was starting to like catch up to me. But it's like every single time I would go to descend on squat or any time I would try and break from the floor on deadlift, the entire right side of my body would just turn off. Freak. So any weight that I was trying to move, it was only my left side that was trying to move everything. I wish we could show like little clips in Zoom or whatever. Jen, so I could, you...
1: Well, I mean, I could post it afterwards, but yeah.
2: I,
0: I... Yeah. So, I mean, I I have clips where like, I mean... I would try and break a deadlift on the floor and my body would literally just be like this because my right side just wasn't working. And I'm super competitive. And I mean, not trying to sound arrogant by saying this, but like ever since 2016, I've always been top three in the fifty-twos. Going to nationals, putting up a mediocre performance in prime time when Flex has 40 athletes competing at Raw Nationals. It just was not my time or place to be on the platform. My, my time could have been way better allocated taking care of the lifters than my performance. So horrible squat session. I had already filled out the withdraw button like five or six times. It was just a matter of clicking the button. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just like, I've gone through a full prep. I would be so dumb to just drop out, but not being able to double 259 on squad. I'm just like, I'm not going to meddle. I'm not trying to get memed on social media. (laughs) I'm not trying to look like a fool in what is probably going to be the most watched live stream. I just gotta, I gotta do it. And honestly, I went, I remember going, I was at zoo culture. I went into the bathroom. I cried for like two minutes. I hit that withdraw button and then I just walked out and I just sat on the counter that was like right outside of the bathroom. And I called Joey over and I just showed him, I'm
1: done.
0: I'm out. Like I can't do it.
1: Did he know ahead of time you're probably going to pull out or.
0: Oh yeah, of course. I mean, like, I mean, we were, we were living together and I mean 2019 in general was just like a really crazy year. Like my grandmother passed away. She was very sick. I had just bought my house. I went through a full, full top to bottom renovation of the house. I was dealing with my piriformis syndrome. My parents were starting to go through semi-retirement and I was working in the family business. Like, so my parents were selling the, the office building. So during that entire year of 2019, oh, and Chloe had her surgery, her eye surgery, That's which your was dog, like for
1: anyone listening. Yeah. yeah.
0: My my fourteen year old dog, if you follow me on Bless social her. media, everybody knows yeah. everybody knows who Chloe is. Yeah. But yeah, Chloe had her eye surgery that destroyed my recovery because she got cataract removal surgery in both of her eyes, and it's a 30-day around the clock 12 eye drop medication process. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I just have like a timesheet of of different medications that she needed that this one has to be taken with this one and it has to be 2 hours after this and so I had a timesheet that literally looked like a crossword puzzle of like time slots so it's like I had a 30 day period of like not getting any sleep because of having to medicate her while I was also going through the house renovation and the home purchase and moving my parents office building so, I mean, 2019 was just a catastrophe of a year. And then COVID hit.
1: And I had, <laughs> you're, you're like, 2020 is going to be different. 2020
0: yeah. <laughs> is going to be different. So, yeah, I, 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 dropped out of, I dropped out of Raw Nationals. And then I was like, I need to just do something for my mental health. So, after Raw Nationals and everything, I talked to Bradley Martin, which is the owner of Zoo Culture. Planned out an entire zoo culture meet that we were gonna do. My my eighty four lifter meet. That I, for those who don't know, I'm a meat director also, which is why I'm very blessed and lucky that I'm able to train at home because I had all of the competition equipment already pre COVID. But my meet sold out in like ten or eleven days. Had eighty four lifters at yeah. all the spotters and loaders. Every like all everything was set up. COVID hits. I have to cancel, I have to cancel that meet. Got it, man. It's yeah, so, a, I mean, so much
1: time and energy put into it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, 2019 leading into 2020 was just like a, a crazy year. But I mean, I had to deal with a lot of injuries. I'm very lucky that I was able to um, continue training. I never stopped training, but it's only been, I'd say, since February of this year where my piriformis syndrome went away. And that's because I found an awesome chiropractor. His name's Dr. Brady Salcedo. He's in Ventura County. He's like a 30 minute drive from me. And I started seeing him twice a week. He actually works with the LA Rams.
2: Oh, shit. So he, okay.
0: Yeah. So he, he helped me a lot. And the, this last, I'd say probably two weeks was probably the first time where I actually went into training like 95% pain free. But I mean, dealing with my scoliosis and getting consistent imaging and stuff done to see the progress of my back um, and getting continuous adjustments like this is a prep where I am mentally okay, knowing that, hey, I'm going to go to Raw Nationals. I haven't stepped on a platform in two years. I don't think that I'm going to hit any PRs. I'll be lucky if I hit a bench PR. Um, but I'll hopefully be going into it pain-free. I just want to get on the platform again. This is the longest I've gone without being on the platform. And I've been competing for like almost a decade. So two years is a really long time. But again, like I also own my own accounting business. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this has definitely been a very tough prep mentally and physically. So, I mean, I'm going to take what Sarah. Uh, I'm not anticipating any PRs, but I'm just really blessed and thankful that I was able to continue training. I'm starting to figure out all of like the problems with my body. And like during this entire time of working with Dr. Brady, also these continuous adjustments has just completely changed the biomechanics of my body. Like I feel like a completely different lifter, like relearning how to squat and deadlift again,
1: a decade in how crazy is that?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but I mean, if I want to continue lifting in the sport, I'm going to just have to keep doing what I can to manage pain, learn how to like combat injuries that wind up happening by trying to work around it or figuring out like the root of the problem. Like, like my right knee started bothering me. I've never had knee problems in my life. And it's like, I have knee problems because I had hamstring issues. And then I had hamstring issues because I had adductor issues, but it's just like one thing after another. But I mean, it's, it's things that I'm learning about my own body after being a decade into the sport. And I just, I don't want to be complacent because I know I've, I've been roasted for having horrible squat form because I, I squat very similar to how Lane Norton squats. (laughs) And he's been roasted into another dimension because of that too. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, like I'm not, I'm not saying that's like an incorrect way of of squatting. But like being a decade in, if there's a way for me that I can try and better my form and changing the biomechanics of my body, I'm gonna do what I can because I still want to continue lifting in the sport and continue to stay stay at the
1: top. Yeah.
0: So, it's yeah. um,
1: it's tough. Like uh. I remember I was talking to it, your injury sounds somewhat similar to what Kristen Dunsmore had. Is it, have you talked to her, but what she had, she had something with a glute issue that shut down like her squatter dead were right out the window. She was saying.
0: I haven't, but I don't know if hers was piriformis syndrome or not. I'm not sure if but, it was either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our, our girl peach is dealing with that right now too. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. So she, she's seeing a specialist right now too. And, She's been dealing with that since January. And for anyone listening, you guys can go to her page. She did like a full like IGTV because I know a lot of people were like asking her questions and stuff about it. But I think she had um, they did imaging on her, too. And I think they found some sort of like bone degenerative disease type of thing that she might have also. But her symptoms were identical to mine. And I'm very close with Cam. She's like she's one of my my best friends. And I mean, we've we've cried it out together on the phone and stuff too. And I just keep telling her, I'm like, I'm literally willing to bet money that you probably have paraformance syndrome also because the way that her squat and her deadlift and stuff were moving were exactly like how, how mine was. Mm. So I think a lot of times when people keep saying that they have glute injuries or hamstring or uh, hip injuries and stuff, it literally could just be something as simple as, well, it's, it's not simple because it could be way more complex, but piriformis syndrome, I feel like it's something that a lot of power lifters that might have a small shift in their squat might have, and it's only going to wind up getting worse over time. So if you can kind of nip it in the bud, it's, it's definitely something that can be fixed with, with things like massages and figuring out if you've got like glute medius or glute maximus issues, because all of that ties into the piriformis syndrome, but Yeah, there's there's a lot of lifters that deal with that, which is crazy now that I think about it because I don't think I've ever heard of a guy that has piriformis syndrome. Maybe it's more- I
1: I don't know, maybe, but I- I know a lot of guys like I've, I've had shifts in my hips when I'm squatting and I feel like one side definitely stronger and tighter than the other. And um, I've had a couple of buddies as well. So maybe, but a lot of it goes undiagnosed. Like you were saying where, yeah, you know, you, or you go somewhere and they misdiagnose and they're like, well, I think it's this Do do a little more on the other side. And, and I mean, I, I think a lot of it's just make misdiagnosis. It's really hard to diagnose. You have to find the right person that's yeah, actually going to be able to help you.
0: Yeah. And, it, and imaging isn't always going to wind up, figuring something like that out because it could be something as small as just like inflammation that could be pushing on it. And it's literally like, it's like an on and off button. Like it's literally, it's so small. It's like, as soon as there's like inflammation in that area and you're not able to like work around it, it just shuts off. It's crazy. That entire side of your body because I mean, you're using your glutes in two out of three of the competition lifts you're beating it up so frequently so if you're not doing what you can to make sure that your butt is mobilized properly it could lead to smaller deeper things that can become bigger issues in the long run so
1: i mean even cuz yeah. i know you're a usc fan we see lately like a dude gets kicked in the side of the leg calf kick and the leg goes dead and it's like it's all nerves running up and down your legs like through your body right so with people yeah. It's hard to explain, but it's like, yes, if a nerve or something like that happens in there, it just, you can lose power. There's a power. Yeah. see dudes get a calf kick and all of a sudden- Are you talking about Masvidal? I don't know if it uh it was, there was a couple. There's, it's been a few we've seen where there's some calf kicks where the guy starts walking, his foot is rubber. And it's like, yeah. what happened? A calf kick took his leg away. And all of a sudden now he's like rubber leg. Did that wind up,
0: now I can't remember who it
1: is, but did there's that wind dude- up just- there's a, dude an he, yeah. there's a dude who actually came out it's happened a few times there's a dude who actually went back to his corner and it looked like he got novocaine in his leg like his leg was dead and then he a minute in between rounds came out so he's sitting down for a minute and we're like hopefully his leg. yeah i don't remember he couldn't, stand, it was. he couldn't stand and the doctor's like walk towards me young man and he tried to yeah. And the guy's like, I don't feel any pain. I'm fine. The doctor's like, you can't use your leg, still, dude. So the doctor is like, I got to call it. It was so bizarre. It's yeah. happening more and more often now, but now it just makes you more cued in on how, yeah, if there's a nerve damage somewhere in your leg, that whole side shuts down.
0: There's a lot of like, and now we were talking about this the other day. I'm like the punches in the jaw. It's literally a freaking power button. Yeah, It just knocks button. you out.
1: Yeah. The light goes yeah. out. but, uh, yeah. And you were talking about how uh, you were deciding whether or not you're gonna do Nats, and but you had done Nats so many years in a row, so at least like because you have done them, and then the Kristen Dunsmore situation, she won Nats and was gonna to go to Worlds. And I remember talking to her, she was contemplating because a similar issue, I don't know if it's the exact same, but was having some kind of a, a glute meat issue and like squats deads so was out, and she's like, I don't even know if I should go to Sweden. And I remember telling her, she did go, she went, and I remember telling her, Listen. You don't know if you're ever going to get that opportunity, that ticket punched again, you're going to go. U.S. Raw Nats is, is brutal to try to win. Like, I don't got to tell you, it's it's absolutely insane. If you yeah. win U.S. Raw Nats and you go, even guys like Russ, nothing's guaranteed. There, there Nobody's guaranteed at U.S. Raw Nats. It's Nobody
0: so, is. So if, and now with the sport growing as much as it is, and these freaks coming out of the woodwork. It's crazy. Like, I I mean, I'm, I'm very happy that I'm so close with the 52s. Like I, I don't have any bad blood with any 52 at all. Like, I mean, and I've, and I've mentioned this before and I probably sound like a broken record because I've said it so many times on social media, but like, I would take a bullet for Marissa. I would do anything. Are you guys that close? I didn't
2: know you were that close.
0: Oh, we're super close. And I, I feel like I've, I've, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I remember at nationals uh, in 2018, I'm an idiot. Like, I mean, I, I still get mad at myself, like when I when I discuss that meet because I lost to Marissa by eight kilos, and I scratched my third squat. And the reason I wound up doing that was because I made the grave mistake of being in prime time and deciding to handle lifters that same day. Oh, no. So by the time I had set foot on the platform that year, I had taken 16,000 steps.
2: Oh, gee. So
0: the one and literally only time in my life ever where I experienced a cramp was at 2018 Raw Nationals after my second squat. I hobbled off of the platform, having made my second squat. I punched in a third attempt. And Marissa was getting ready to go on the platform and I was cramping so bad. And Marissa was like the next lifter on the platform because she like I mean we, the 52s are competitive, but it's like me and Marissa are usually back to back on squats. She saw I cramp and she immediately dropped down on her knee and started massaging my leg. Really? No shit. this was before she was about to take her next squat. What? That's that's how close we are. And I'm forever thankful, and that's always going to be ingrained in my mind. But I talk to Marissa all the time. But, I mean, if I'm going to lose to someone, it's going to be Marissa. But this year, Andy Riley. Yeah.
1: She's she's coming on strong. She's looking really strong. (laughs) Holy smokes, man. Yeah.
0: 2019 Raw Nationals, she pulled 380, so 172 and a half. And she just pulled that for five in training. Yeah, it's, it's... 80. So,
1: and, and that's why if you're like a Kristen Dunsmore, you win and you think you might go to worlds. I get that your world's performance is not going to be what you want. You're squat, you're dead, but just go to be have USA across your chest and to be on the team and experience it and, and just be like, cause that door may not come back open. It might cause yeah. Kristen Dunsmore is right back in the mix. Her lifts are right back, but even yeah. like a hundred percent, it's always 50, 50 when you're at the top. Like it, always,
0: it only takes one person. Right. It literally only takes one person for you to not go to Worlds. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, had it, had it been Worlds, I might've felt a little bit differently, but for me, the reason why I dropped out was, we have 40 other flex athletes competing. Yeah. I'm going to be very useful on the platform calling numbers. I'm going to be very useful in the warm up room, making sure that the lifters are getting warmed up properly. There's no reason for me to be on the platform for a mediocre performance that I don't know if I would have even gone home with a medal.
1: Yeah. And, but, and you've yeah. done it. Like if you've, you've done raw Nats over and over meddled. So it's easier to be like, I'm a, I'm at peace with my raw Nats performances. Yeah. I'm good. I don't need, I don't have like a stone unturned where this door won't open again. No, I'll be at another raw Nats. I'm sure. Yeah. Whereas like, if it, like you said, if it feels worlds. You're like, fuck me. I never made a world. If I just made a world team's like, shit, that style be tougher. I got to think on yeah. that one anyways, it'll be. Yeah. A tough, that's
0: why I'm like, I would, I would have probably treated it a little bit differently if, it's the words world, because again, I only dropped out because I wanted to make sure that the flex athletes were taken care of. I wouldn't have had to, I wouldn't have to worry about something like that at Worlds. Yeah.
3: So now so. for this, for this year, are you coaching anyone before you compete?
0: Oh no. I already, <laughs> I already told my, I already told my listeners. I actually, I have a lifter that's a 52. So I'm, I'm probably going to be competing and calling her numbers.
3: You don't have any masters so. lifters.
0: I do have master's lifters, but I've already told them that they will not be handled by me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I also don't, I don't want to like, I mean, I like getting out to meet like two days ahead of time, but I mean, I, I don't want to land and then immediately have to like handle the lifters. So I, I do have, I have two masters lifters that are competing. So shout out to Karen and Alana. So it's, it's, yeah, they're... it's
1: tough when you, when you handle people, like I don't got to tell both you guys, but, um, Takes a lot of it's the it's the mental pressure. It's weird you feel fatigued body from the mental stress and anxiety when you're handling people because you don't want to fuck up and let them down. And there's so many moving pieces. You're looking at the scoreboard and what do we need to load the bar? You're doing the math. And like if you fuck
0: up, yeah, everyone knows you fucked up. And you're like, oh, that was the wrong call though. I hope it's that doesn't more, cost it's you. It's more lifter. stressful. It's more stressful handling lifters, especially when you have competitive lifters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If if they're, if they're like 15th, all right, relax. You went, you thought 14th, you came in 15th. I
0: I would. Okay. I was going to say, I would treat like a top five lifter the same as that, as like a 15th place lifter, because at the end of the day, I want the lifters to do like, I I want an RP 10. I want an RP nine squat an RP 10 bench and an RP 10 deadlift. Yeah. Fair. But I mean, like, Nine on squat because you got to leave some space for the deadlift. <laughs> yeah, Deadlifts one meets, but, um, I would treat it the same way, but at the same time, it's like top three, you got to, you better have that flip for the for the change ready. I
3: was gonna say at the same time, if you like they think your your lifter's gonna win first place and you go to nationals and worlds and you screw it up, then you're like oh,
1: Yeah, man. you're like, oh was that on me? Oh <laughs> yeah. no. Like every now and then you see like it's tough. That's why if in are making calls, you have like 60 seconds to make these calls every now and then. Um, Cause I do the, uh the IPF commentary and every now and then I'll see a coach made a mistake. I'm like, Oh shoot. They did a world record, but they didn't get the chip or they, whatever the hell they didn't need the number they needed. They went slightly too heavy. And you wonder like, do I point this out? Because I know it's mistakes and I've made mistakes handling at a local level. And you're like, you, there's nothing worse when you go back into the warm up room. You're looking at the monitor you're like, oh, fuck. And you realize, like, I did. You know what and you, you did. And you're like, shit, and you there's nothing I can it. do now. I know. And you're yeah. like, if you do enough sessions and do enough attempts, you're going to drop the ball with the calculation, or you didn't see someone coming, like, oh, you're looking ahead, but this person in third is about to go ahead of you now. They're just about to overtake you. Did you not see them coming? Like, fuck me. We we yeah. had
0: we had that situation happen at at 2019 nationals with Michael Davis.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And and Ashton wound up getting third, and I remember Christian walked to the back of the warm up room, and we like we did not see that coming. <laughs> He's like, you're telling me. He's like, you're yeah, telling because me. Because Ashton Ashton should have gotten second. Well, he I mean he shouldn't have, but.
3: He was going for but, first.
0: Yes. But I mean, People it's, come. it's a game. It's a right. game. Like, and I mean, this is constantly said in powerlifting, but the stronger lifter doesn't always win.
1: A freaking man. This is the truth. It, I don't, it yeah. happens. Look, Ashton's like the strongest, one of the strongest men in the world, period. And yeah. he doesn't always win the big one. You know, that's why, that's why we don't, someone was on the podcast and said, that's why we don't just give the World Series to the Yankees every year. You have to play, <laughs> oh. right? Uh, I'm not a big baseball guy, so I hope that <laughs> works. Yeah. But, but it's true. You have to play. Otherwise, cause on paper, certain people will always win, but you have to actually go out there and do it. And it's not always unfolding. I remember what the Mike, Michael, you said, uh, remember you made a note for him and it was like, Hey, you boy, here's your headphones. When you were, what was it? He lost his earbuds or some shit when he was beating ashton when you're robbing when you're taking ashton for his silver medal oh got yeah I remember I, it's a hilarious note you call him junkie boy <laughs> remember, that is hilarious do you know why i, you know I called
0: him that uh, yeah charming? i had to i had to ship him his his headphones back for him because yeah. he lost them and i wound up finding them and i and i shipped them back to him the reason I called him, I don't remember what I called him. And I completely had even forgotten that until you brought it up right it's now. It's hilarious. But um, he died to make weight. Oh, did he? Like, like that, he did great at that meet, obviously. He got second at yeah. Raw Nationals in the 105s. But I remember I was handling lifters while prime time was, was weighing in. Mikey had... Two minutes left before the scales were closing, and he was nowhere to be found. (laughs) I was literally running around the hotel trying to find him, and he barely made weight, was like barely any time, and he was in the sauna
1: oh Pink my white. god Jeez. he's, he's jack look he's 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 thick he's a jack young man and people overlook yeah. him sometimes they don't realize like if you're talking about the one of fives you got to include him and his lifts are he's unassuming because when he posts he's not rpe he's staying on his rpe so it's nothing flashy you're not gonna see crazy grinders but he comes through on game day
0: and he's not very hype either like he's not like he's a, chill uh,
1: dude. He's a good dude i mean he's be, no i do for know <laughs> no, no exactly yeah no exactly he's not whistling exactly he's not yelling or whatever he's a chill dude handles himself but uh yeah. yeah but um those who know know another good story i liked of yours um remember uh michael c when he was i think he was cramping up and you'd seen him cramping up and you're like holy shit!" i think i've, I've seen never this
0: i've never said a word or met him in my life tell us what well, you did this, this, <laughs> my my way of introducing myself to him was literally like slipping him onto his stomach, and I like was hammering away at his <laughs> hamstring. But I mean, this this was years ago, and I mean, I would I'm That's that's another guy where I'm really like he's a good dude. I am waiting for him to have his freaking star performance in the yeah. '74s.
1: It'll come, yeah.
0: He needs it. But yeah.
1: Yeah, he's got all the potential in the world. Like he won, he won the IPF worlds as a junior and, um, and that started his rocket ship. And then everybody's like, let's see what he does after that. And it's been a minute. It'll come like you said, but like those trials and tribulations, I don't got to tell you, they, they come up and down. What I like about that story though, when you said you knew, um, Like you got to beat his legs to get the blood flowing or whatever, but I remember picturing people just watching you take this kid down and start pummeling his legs. And they're like, "Are you trying to get blood flowing his legs?" You're like, "What? No, I got a lifter in this flight. I'm just trying to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This guy's doing well, and I'm trying to fucking (laughs) that. That is like, I mean, that's also another like thing that always that I'm always reminded of in like nationals and stuff with like mistakes and stuff that people wind up making on the platform. Whether it be from the coaches or the lifters or whatever, but he squatted a American record at that meet, and benched one too. I think. Did he bench one? Was did it a he... squat or a bench?
3: Yeah, he did one ninety eight on bench.
0: Are you so... looking at the results right now? Yeah, one ninety eight. So yeah. it was a bench as well. Did he did he hit a did he chip something on squat also?
3: It was two eighty seven point five. I forget if what uh, Taylor did that same meet.
0: Yeah, so maybe so maybe it was a bench record. But he, I mean, that cramp happened during warm-ups for deadlifts, and nobody, his girlfriend, his coach, himself, nobody took a second to think, hey, I just cramped on, like, 125 kilos. He's opening up with a way higher number than that. Nobody thought to go to the freaking score table to change his attempt, his opener. Oh, so. No. Again, I had never met him before in my life. My introduction of my existence into his life was saying, hey, sup, dude, you're cramping. I'm going to get some blood flow into your legs because you probably had 18 trials with no potassium and now you're seawatered to another dimension, so you're cramping. (laughs) I'm
1: going to pummel your legs for a minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I um, went to the score table. I was not his coach. (laughs) <laughs> Never met him before. And I'm like, uh, Michael will be opening with 25 kilos on deadlifts. <laughs> because Freddie
1: was listening. He wouldn't get the records if you don't have a total. Yeah. You bombed, so, lose I mean, everything.
0: I was I was gonna get to that. So nobody even thought to to change his attempt. And I knew that he had had a record on something. I, I'm sure at the moment I, I knew it was bench or something. But I remember being on his back beating his hamstrings and i'm like i don't care what you say i don't care who your coach is i didn't know who marcellus was at the time but i'm like i changed your deadlift opener to 25 <laughs> kilos because you can't even walk straight so can you can you pick up an empty bar right now because if your knee goes limp or your shoulder doesn't go back and you can't lift 25 kilos you can kiss your record goodbye
1: i love that you just told him You to go listen you don't know me, but I'm a fucking angel right now. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do for you. And he's like, okay, this is, yeah. this is so crazy. This is how you met him.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this is, why, this is why people call me mom all the time. You'll see it on social media. Because like, I literally, I don't care who you are. Okay, I might care who you are. Because there's some people I definitely would be like, all right, let him.
2: Let, let him learn the die. hard way. Let, let him die. He die. <laughs> <laughs> dies.
0: So like I mean if I'm if I don't know you and I think you're like a good person and I don't really have a relationship with you, I'm gonna do what I can to put you in the best position so that you don't go home crying. So I mean I just went into straight mom mode and the first thing that I did was all right, let's make sure that this guy doesn't die. Let's make sure this guy gets a total. And I went to the score table and I changed his deadlift opener. And that's literally all he took that day because I just wanted to make sure that this guy was going to secure his, his record. Yeah. So that's what I did.
1: Yeah. I and mean,
0: it- I, and he, he was very thankful. He, he posted about it. Uh, he posted about it on his Instagram and everything. He said he appreciated that I did that, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that's something that, that lifters don't realize that, Hey, if you don't put up a total and you, Break a record on something, you need a total to keep that record. So you,
1: you see some funky yeah. things like so. I've had people on on the podcast, and like you, it's experience builds things. Okay, like you you gain this knowledge from experience, and I'm no well, like none of us are any different. We all trials and tribulations, and then you learn. You sometimes you learn the hard way. But I've had people on the podcast tell me about like even just recently about a world record they broke. And then they told me the, what the record was and it was a straight kilo. It either ended in zero, zero or 2.5. And I'm like, that was a world record. Yeah, yeah, no. And and they're telling about the handler they had and how they're phenomenal. And I'm like, why didn't they chip? Yeah. I mean, if this came down to the, and this would have came down to the last pull, and it was like this competition. If this came down to last pull, if you got a chip, the other person's got to go up 2.5. These like two, yeah. you understand, you walked, whoever's handling you, you didn't even, and the person didn't even notice when they're telling me the story, like, it's been months now, or not months, a couple of weeks now, and you still have included in the old day yet, your handle actually dropped the ball and didn't chip when they should have chipped to help make the other person even have to go a little more when they pull for the win. Two weeks later, nobody a, is a lot. No, that's make or break. Like when you're max, yeah. that is the make or break. It is: do we go up two and a half? Do we up five? Do we up seven and a half? Like these are the decisions you make, and those two and a half kilo increments break you all the time. That's what happens at the end. So when you hear the story, and weeks later the lifter isn't queued in and the handler hasn't either, you're like, "Fuck me!" You understand how much handling is underrated, right? Yeah. <laughs> Experience is underrated. It's like, oh man, you don't even know.
0: Yeah, it's it's super underrated. I mean, like especially on bench, four pounds on bench is yeah. colossal. Yeah, no. So it's, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, if I yeah. get a two and a half kilo you get a two and a half kilo PR on bench, you're more than happy.
0: Oh, if I if I hit a two and a half <laughs> kilo PR on bench, I'm gonna be stoked. Yeah. Super stoked. Like there's times like like RP six turns into an RP ten with like one rep difference. Yeah. With two and a half kilos, just throwing the silvers on.
1: Real quick, so, real yeah. quick. In um, in in terms of uh, are you so you're back at zoo culture? You're like, how was that? Because no, half in, half out, or
0: no, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I've realized with with COVID is I value my time a lot. I can do a full SPD session in ninety minutes at home.
1: Holy shit!
0: Like. And if I, if I go to zoo culture, it's a full day event. Like I'm there for like (laughs) at at the bare minimum three hours. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: So, so right now really the only time that I'm going to zoo culture is for deadlifts. And that's because dealing with my back and stuff, I don't know if there's rules in Canada about foundations and stuff, but every garage is slightly slanted. Uh. So I, I go to zoos so that I can do my deadlifts because I don't want a deadlift on a slanted floor. Fair. So, I mean, that, like, so I only go, like, once or twice a week or if we have friends in town or um, I feel like being social that day and I'm not busy. But, I mean, like, right now, I just finished tax season because I own my own accounting business, my own corporation, and then I coach over 40 athletes right now. I handle all of the flex apparel. (laughs) So I am very busy and i have yeah. gone to a point where I really value my time. So unless I have like super downtime, I try not to go to zoo culture because I'm very blessed and lucky that I have kilos and competition bars and competition grade equipment in my garage. So. I, Arian, are you
1: familiar with zoo culture? I got to tell yeah, you I've about never, it if you
3: want. Yeah. I mean, I've never been there, but I know the gym.
1: It's cr- Okay. Listen, I, um, I listen to like the fighter and the kid podcast with Brennan Schaub and, uh, he talks about, he just recently started going to zoo culture. It's um, Bradley Martin, right? Yeah. Bradley oh, Martin. Bradley it's,
0: just, Mar- it's actually his birthday today.
1: How <laughs> old is he? 32. Okay. He, and he's it's a little baby. He's a baby. guys. a goddamn kid. He's crazy jacked, exceedingly popular on YouTube. And um, he, he has almost Fighter
0: 4 million team. Instagram followers. It's
1: insane. Yeah. He's he's yeah. he's a, uh, a social media influencer and you know, yeah, for sure. And he's, he's I've seen him in other people's videos and stuff. And he's like a charismatic guy. I got a good story bodied up, like ungodly bodied up the whole night. And um, he was on like the fighter and the kid with Brennan shop. And like Brennan shop talks about zoo culture. Like it's the way he talks about it. It's like, you walk in there and there's professional bodybuilders and power lifters. And he's oh, like, yeah, everybody's a fucking 10. He goes, and Brennan shop's like a six foot four, Former UFC Is he six foot four? Yeah. Yes. He's six four. Um, because I was about to okay, I guess you have seen. because I was about to ask you if you ran into him or whatever. But
0: he's gotta go at crazy odd like down times. I don't know. He probably collabs with Brad he does. to yeah. go to go at a time where it's not busy. Because that's another thing. One of the reasons I, I also hate going there is if you wind up going there at peak hours, you're sitting on the floor waiting for a rack or something to open up. And it's not that they don't have the space because they have like at least eight spots where you can squat. Holy sugar. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it gets packed in there. And now with social media being as big as it is and and social media influencers exploding in Los Angeles, that gym is all freaking TikTokers. Yes, and- yeah, it's crazy. It's like a. It's like Brendan Schaub
1: talks about. It. He's like, I swear to God. So Brennan Schaub, six foot four, good looking guy, played in the NFL, fought in the UFC, top ten UFC heavyweight f- fighter. Um, and he's like, I'm like a scrub there. Like he's right. like, he's like, oh, dude. He's like, he's like, dudes. Like, uh, he, he said it's insane. Everybody's like on their social media, TikTok,ing YouTube videos, and like, um all the girls, guys, like he's like, they're, they're so at the, they're all tens peak fitness. He goes, he's talking about powerlifters and I keep trying to think like, is he going to say a name? I know. Like whenever he says powerlifter, I'm like, because I listen
0: to the fighter. We we don't have any big name powerlifters that train there.
1: That's why I'm thinking, um, like when I look at the videos, it's always your guys' videos, but I'm like, that's why when he's talking powerlifters, I'm thinking you guys, right? I'm like, is he gonna say, like, you know, there's a couple there that train and but he never doesn't sound no. like, dude, go there, Brennan. Say it, Brendan, because I'm gonna click that and throw it on my stories and be like, shout out to Tita and, and Joey. But like I'm waiting for, it. but this is what I'm thinking, because he talks about powerlifters. However, I think he he says anybody who's big and squatting is I think he calls him a powerlifter in his mind's eye because he doesn't know competitive powerlifters, and just
0: you know what's crazy too about Zoo is like I don't see very many non-powerlifters like squatting and stuff there. Really? So I don't know. I mean, but then again, I go. I don't go early in the day because I'm I'm doing my office stuff earlier in the day. So usually, if I go, it's going to wind up being like four or five o'clock. So unless there's like very I'll call them normies, normal people squatting there. I don't think I've seen anybody that's done any like astronomical weights. I'm pretty sure that for regulars that go there, Joey's gonna be the biggest squatter there.
1: I wonder if he's talking about Joey.
0: <laughs> no, jo- but Joey goes when I go. Well, <laughs> Joey goes Joe- without me too. But Bren- Brendan's never been there before. I-, I promise you, if Joey goes there, and Brendan's there. He is gonna come barging through the doors, letting me know. Oh hell yeah, he
1: will. Yeah,
0: of oh, course. So, I mean, but there's but there's been some pretty cool people that have like gone in there. I think like Chris Rock has gone in there before. Whoa, Um, damn. um Who else has been in there? Brendan goes there. Breon, Mr. Olympia, I think twenty eighteen oh, wow. goes in there every once in a while. I mean, there's definitely like Jack's people there. But I'm curious to know what the crowd is like earlier in the day, then, because I don't think there's any like crazy crazy powerlifters that he talks that, about that it. i don't know I'm, I he don't talks
1: know. he talks about it like dudes are absolutely jacked and chiseled and like the girls too and he's like he feels so self-conscious and he's a jacked like athletic dude and he's like yeah. my my god I never felt more self-conscious and lower self-esteem than when i go to zoo culture but i want to grind and work and he trains with um bradley martin like on the regular and uh and bradley martin seems like a cool enough dude he was actually fighting against the system to try to keep this thing going and they were cutting off his lights and they just trained with no lights on. And
0: there's, like- there's a lot of backstory with that. He's actually in a lawsuit with California right now. Yeah. The state of California Jeez. sued him. But I mean, me and, like, we, me and Joey were very compliant. We only just very recently started going back to zoo because again, like we didn't really have a, have a reason to have to go there anyway with having everything that we need in our garage. Well, I mean, it just it wound up getting to the point where the state of California eventually just wound up suing him. Yeah. And he's in a lawsuit, and I don't know, like it's it's still an ongoing lawsuit. I don't know the specific specific details on it, but June fifteenth, California is supposed to completely open up, like literally no masks or anything if you're vaccinated. But let's be real, people are going to wind up bullshitting that anyway. Everyone's vaccinated as far as that's concerned. Right. But um. But, um, yeah, the the state's supposed to open up on June 15th. So if that winds up being the case, hopefully for Brad's sake, because Brad, I've I've known him forever. He's like the little big brother that I never wanted, that I got stuck with. I'm very, very, very super close with him. Little big brother. Um, like <laughs> I I hope that he does not wind up getting in trouble for it. And if we're winding up opening everything up by June 15th, I don't know how far the state's going to wind up taking with punishment. But... From what I had heard, his. Um, wh- whoever's running the case really wants Brad to get in trouble. Like, they really want him to pay.
1: I see. I don't. Hopefully, they don't bury the fucking young guy. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. He's a young guy. Like, don't crush him. Like, wh- to make a point, you, what do you want to make him go bankrupt? And don't do that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to give him some kind of slap on the wrist or whatever, shit, fine. But. Yeah, I hate it when they they go can pay for, for the
0: fines or whatever. Yeah, like like I heard they were trying to give him like jail time and stuff like are that. You kidding and I'm me? like
1: what are you like, come on, man? Like it's yeah, don't don't go that far. where It's like this guy's yeah. never gonna come back. So
0: who who knows what's gonna happen? Hopefully, hopefully it winds up just being a slap on the wrist and nothing happens. Because as far as I'm concerned, and this is gonna sound really awful to say nobody out of zoo culture died from COVID. So I mean not, not to say that that's not going to wind up being the case. And hopefully we, we got extremely lucky that that winds up being the case, but it's like working out is super important. Like mm-hmm. it, it, if people are genuinely concerned about getting COVID, you be the smart one and you don't leave your house. Nobody's pulling you by the ear or putting a gun to your head and saying, Hey, you have to go to zoo culture. You're a grown adult. You make your own decision. If you want to go train at the gym, that's the risk that you're willing to take. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's my take on it. But, I mean, I I hope he doesn't wind up getting in trouble. With the state opening up in a few weeks, I hope they just give him a slap on the wrist. I mean, it'd be stupid to give him jail time or fine him some, like, colossal amount when the state's already opened up when they're giving him his punishment. he would be 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 stupid.
1: He'd be the Nelson Mandela of COVID times, huh?
3: Yeah. (laughs) But, But, I mean,
0: it's been very hit or miss with people. God, Arian. Sorry, you've barely no, spoken, no, Arian.
3: <laughs> no, I was just saying, uh, there's a gym in New Jersey that it was the same situation—a a, Tillis gym where they were on the news yeah. and everything, and they got shut down, and they like you know took the doors off the hinges so they couldn't get locked up and everything. So similar thing.
1: No shit. Yeah. And how was it in um, Florida, though? You guys, like, did you guys shut? Do you guys <laughs> shut down? What went over there? Florida didn't even <laughs> shut down. Florida didn't even recognize. They were like, nah. What? Yeah.
3: I mean, Florida did shut down, and the the three southern counties, like one of the ones I'm in, miami day, you know, shut down earlier than some other ones, and stayed shut down longer than other ones. You got to talk to. I think it was North, North Dakota or South Dakota, never shut down and never had a mask mandate. So you got to talk the to those
0: population be- is going to be like two.
3: <laughs> well, that's right. The only breakout they had is when they had that whatever yearly motorcycle event where all the bikers came from all these different states and stuff like that. But yeah, Florida is shut down. I mean, the gym shut down for a while. The meets were all shut down uh, and then they slowly but- opened it back up i mean I, i've seen people post videos and stuff like that that it seemed like some gyms were like you know secretly open or letting some people in and stuff like that but the two I cases i heard were for
0: every state like a yeah. lot of, like a lot of states were doing that like that's that's another thing that zoo culture also tried to do they they turned zoo culture into an llc so that it would wind up being a private like non-public business
1: what is that sorry an llc
0: and it's a limited liability company. So rather than being open to the public, they made it so that it was a very like private gym where mm-hmm. only private members were allowed to, and it wasn't open to the public. And that is something that I believe that they wound up doing where they weren't allowing people to purchase day passes and that only the people that had actual memberships were allowed to come to the gym. So they tried to use that as a as a loophole. So Yeah,
2: but the, but the only I two... Mean,
3: Mm-hmm. The only two gyms I'd heard like that made like, you know, national news were Attila's gym and then zoo culture. And I saw like zoo culture, like posted on Instagram, like the papers and stuff like that. And them in the news and everything.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, they, they were literally on like nation, like actual televised news, but at the same time, it's like, zoo's only been open for a few years. It's, it's privately owned. I think they the, Like there's only one or two owners shared or something like that. Again, if you want to go to the gym, that's a risk that you're willing to take. And it's your decision if you want to go or not. I
3: I don't know. know. I don't know what exactly they were suing for and what kind of like, you know, punishments they can do. But maybe part of the thing was just them thinking that, well, if they're not going to follow these rules, what's to say that the business now won't fall another rule. If they think they can just do whatever they want and, and you know, you can't get punished for it. They need to maybe somehow hold them responsible for what they did and say in the future, you can't break the law. Yeah.
0: yeah so I think so they tried to they tried to make zoo an example of like of businesses that were not following guidelines, but it, it didn't change anything. I mean,
1: it, it, yeah, it's one of those deals where you're like, if we let everybody make their own laws, we'll turn into Mad Max within two years. But then it's like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's what else I've heard. Um, I think Joey Sullivan at one point was uh, involved in a gym. I think he moved on from that gym, but the. No, he like owns a, a gym. Did I, he get I, out of it? I don't, I don't, you know what? I, I, I'm i not sure. I think he might have. So all I'll say is I, I'd have to double check, but I know at one point he was and he was, and he still might be, but when he was on the podcast last him and the gym owner, he was with was a po- former politician and they freaking got a coalition of gym owners signing petitions and they knew how to like do a, a straight up campaign to get them to open. And, um, we're overturning legislature. It was crazy what they did over there. And I, I forget what state that was now, but, um, there's been a couple of cases where people and then other people like LS is like, fuck it, man. I just got some gym equipment from the gym, threw it up in my garage. And, um, the gym owner said you can have this equipment as long as the people paying for the membership, if they could go to your pad and lift and train, and ls is like cool ls is telling me it's on the podcast i'm like i, I was like ls man some people are gonna hear this and he's well, like,
0: that, was, that was another state also that was kind of a little bit carefree with with covid
1: yeah it depends on the situation and some people are like they don't care right like the, the officials and police and whatnot will be like i know you got all your equipment back at your gym you have like six seven people over at a time I don't, I'm not coming by. I'm not, I'm, we're not raiding your garage. We're not, you know, they're like, you, you do what you got to do. Like it is what it is. Some. It depends on who's in charge and who's running things. Right. But.
0: Well, I think that the same thing kind of happened with zoo also, like a lot of times, like the cops and stuff would come in and they, I mean, a lot of the cops were just like super understanding of it too, because they're just like, dude, you're a business trying to survive.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like, yeah, he's not, he's not a, he's not a corporation. You hear Bradley Martin's like a, he's a young dude, like 32 to be running your own business and to build everything. He he's has built. a
0: bunch of businesses. Yeah. So that's, like a, he has a brand called raw gear and it's super successful. He has his own supplement company. He has his own equipment. Get zoo culture gym itself has its own equipment. And like there's constant people coming in and they eat that stuff up. Yeah. So I mean, he he did very well for himself. I'm I'm proud of him because we we knew Brad when he was like rock bottom, like eight years ago. Holy
1: so, shit! Really? I didn't know
0: yeah. you guys have known him for a, a hot minute. Oh, we knew Brad. Like we used to pick him up and take him to Barbell Brigade with us.
1: What? I didn't know yeah. this. This is long before he was famous.
0: Oh, way before, way before. Yeah, I had was no like freaking idea. Yeah, we've known. We've known we've known Brad for a very long time. We've watched him glow up big time. So Jesus, man, yeah. I want him to see your... That's why I think he's a little big brother I got <laughs> stuck so with because I'm I'm really close with him.
1: I want so. him to see your guy's name on the fighter and the kid. Then it may it offends <laughs> me he didn't. I want to put right. in the comments. Give a shout out to the Flex Fam. You know it's them. <laughs> you know it's them. But um, yeah, fuck, I didn't know that. Well, he's really he's he had in terms of what he've turned himself into with his life story, not to get super into it, but he talked about in the fighter kid, the guy almost started tearing up uh, when he's a child, like his dad committed suicide and he was, he dealt with a lot of shit. So when a guy like that turns his life around is a self-made man, a, entrepreneur and done everything he did that's where you know you're like Fuck, i hope whatever happens to him they don't like let's make an example and crush this young man nah man yeah. that's the that's the american dream right there right the guy who starts off a leg behind and, and with no like he lost one of his support teams early young dealt with that turned his life around and became what he did that's not the dude necessarily you want to you know give him a slap do what you gotta do, but don't fucking ruin him. Don't don't try to bankrupt yeah. his ass. If this like, is I
0: feel going. like I feel like if they were gonna jail him or like severely punish him, they should have done it months ago. I'll it's tell like, you, what. it's way too late in the game now to to do something like I'll that. I tell you
1: what though, if he does end up in jail, he ain't a small guy. No it ain't
0: small yeah, imagine <laughs> imagine he goes to jail and they'll be like hey dude what are you in here for oh uh, I, I never shut my business down during, yes, during covid that's exactly. so dumb
1: listen i gotta go i gotta do a quick pee break are you guys want to do a break or are you guys gonna just get, talk without me and i'll be back in a second or should we put a pause no, wait, you, guys...
0: you can you can pause it
1: okay I'll give want. a quick pause here we'll talk shit about you all right yeah well then i'll <laughs> stop recording
0: you is it gonna is is it? Oh, it's still recording right now. Is it well, going to stop recording when you do, pause? This is what
1: I'm saying. Do you want me to pause recording, or do you guys just want to keep talking and I'll be back in a second?
0: Pause recording.
1: Okay, because then if you guys want, you can take a break as well if you want to, or you could talk shit about me while I'm leave the room. <laughs> I'll be back in one sec. Cool. I don't We're even back.
0: remember where we cut off.
1: We. Um, I was going to ask you though. Uh, so with like in lockdown, this is what I noticed too. Have you noticed? Um, and you were talking about like uh, the powerful peach Cameron Brown and like some of your lifters and with lockdown, if you found social media period is a whole lot more freaking intense. Everybody's more intense. I know Cameron has talked about it in her like Instagram stories and stuff. Like here's somebody who over the course of the lockdown went from like 5,000 followers to 25,000 followers, the good and the bad that come with it. And then freaking, um, I felt it, but it's more than just powerlifting community, just period. When you're locked down, everybody's on the phones and everybody's a little different. Now, everything feels a
0: little bit, so they have, I, I feel like that's the case because the people that were very involved in the fitness community still have to do whatever they can so that they can continue to be relevant in some capacity. Right. And social media, since you can't go out in public, is the only way that that's possible. But, I mean, it kind of sucks when you're taking away, like, the biggest pool that you use for your social media. So if you're a fitness influencer and you don't have access to a gym, what are you going to do? That's why you see a lot of the people that, that may have been in the fitness community go to, like, TikTok and stuff like that. And now they're just trying to be goofy so that they're still considered – a name Influence. in social yeah. media
1: I, man so. that's one thing i could not are you guys on tiktok tina just oh, called no. me out
2: are,
0: <laughs> you right. you? Oh, hey, are you
2: on tiktok
1: you, you know who else is on
3: tiktok
0: joe stanick
3: joey flex joe Stanic. wait what <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's got one sean noriega's on there now too but do they actually use
1: it I,
3: I, yeah, Joey's
0: Joe t- not, like, Joe not making TikToks If he's on there He's on there to like look at stuff But he's not, I don't think he's sitting there doing things King
1: of Lips is on TikTok But I haven't used it in like a year either Oh, he's got six posts, so that's what I thought
3: I mean, it's like, you know The the 13 year olds go on there first And then the teenagers start going on Then the 20 year olds, then the 30 year olds So that's why now You
0: will not catch me doing things on TikTok I have a TikTok, but it's only to literally look at the stupid things to pass time.
3: I, I just post helpful stuff on there. So does uh, oh, yeah. see, so I...
0: see that's another thing that people are doing. Like social media has just completely exploded over the last like few years.
1: It, it's yeah, it's a uh,
3: damn z- zero posts, zero followers. That's it.
0: Uh, but I mean, because
1: I'm not on there. Yeah. <laughs> I I gave an effort, like TikTok's going and I'm like, you know, you want to We're have too social- old for this man. i no, know but well- he, No, but
3: he was posting King of lift stuff on right. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. And then- no, like not me. Oh.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Not me directly. Like I'm not dancing, you know, whatever the <laughs> shit. Like, but um I'm doing reposts, et cetera, and trying to do the usual, but I'm like, fuck, this is tough, man. I don't know. I don't, maybe maybe I should be and there's a crowd on there and they're the next generation you're going to lose them if you don't. That's what you tell yourself, right? But it's tough, man. It's tough to get on TikTok and be like this is what I want to freaking do. But just period though. I feel like everybody, I don't know, man, it, on social media and powerlifting in general, everybody is on social media and far more intense and in people's business far more now than it used to they're be. They're bored. People are bored.
0: For me, and you know what's crazy, and not to, like, seriously make this about me, I feel like COVID made me get off of social media to a certain degree. Like, if you go to my Instagram, I'm not posting nearly as much anymore. But, I mean, even even then, like, my page was only, like, my own training. But, I mean, my, my followers have gone down on Instagram, as a matter of fact, but I think and I mean this isn't a knock on anybody, but maybe that's just me shifting my priorities into other things. But I mean, if I'm not if I'm not like super strong, which I don't I genuinely am I'm not at my peak. I know that. I'm far from my peak. But if I'm not like if I if I wind up posting my lifts on social media right now, I also don't want it to wind up turning into a thing like man, look at Tina. She's lifting the same weights that she was lifting like two years ago. And then I don't want people to look at that and think that like, I either stopped training or that I regressed or I stopped caring and stuff like that. And I don't want my name to be in people's mouths, not to say that that's hundred percent what's going to happen because I don't think people are going to like go out of their way to really talk about me. But like my content on Instagram, was my training and really only my training. So if I'm not gonna be at my peak and at my strongest, there's no point in in me posting about it.
1: What about other people's stuff? Do you like, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I feel like in the last, just recently last year, even as much as 2019, nothing felt quite as like, everybody in everybody's business and knowing what's going on and like, it's it's a different ball game in the last year, man.
0: I'm going to be real, and I'm going to just say, like, I feel like COVID made people fake. Like, people are – they feel forced – I feel like they're forced – they feel like they're forced to be on social media because people are just trying so very hard to be relevant, and they just do things to to just be active so that they don't dwindle down into – social media nothingness i guess
1: like you mean I, just, I, know, I think i know what you mean Do you, is it um something's up so like some whatever whatever the hot hit button issue is i need to jump in with my opinion on this to be relevant i need to be yeah. current on this so that people hear my opinion talk about it talks amongst but i'm weighing in as opposed to if i don't the boat passes by and i become less less relevant because i'm not involved
0: yeah and i mean and it, People have just become so judgmental with everything, and they expect people who have big followings to always have to speak up about every single trending topic That's right sure, now. Yeah, and that is something that I hate. And I mean, maybe it sounds bad for me to say this, but it's like I hate, I hate this whole movement of like, if you don't talk about it, you don't care about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Because.
0: I, I feel like it's gone to the point with like, I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna turn this into like politics and stuff like that. Same. But that's been the very big trending topic over the last like year and a half. Yeah. And then I'm I'm seeing these people that are on social media that have big followings, that they themselves get to a point where they feel forced that they have to talk about something, otherwise they get judged for not talking about it. And that's something that I don't like. This
1: I, I, had post, I had a post. I had uh, a post. Um, There's a meme that I shared. It was, um, I forget what two rappers it was, but one rapper was like, hey, yo, fuck cancer. And then the other rapper didn't say anything about cancer in brackets, possibly pro cancer. <laughs> 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 right? Where it's like, nobody pro cancer, but that's exactly what it is. Where it's like, something's up. This is the latest issue. You got to make a stand. And you know who's good for, I've said this before, but really good on rising above the fray and never getting pulled into some mud is Russell. Russell, Russ doesn't get pulled into nothing. He is
0: a silent worker.
1: That's right. Like, he is the silent worker. piece to Penna from France. That's actually his brand. It's hashtag silent worker. But it's true. Um, yeah. Just nose down. Do
0: your thing. He doesn't people. get involved in anything. There's, there's so much powerlifting beef. I know. Be real. It's this, crazy. And you will never, ever, ever see Russ turn it into a social media topic. No. Ever. I, I like he, that. I like that too. And that's I feel like on certain things that's how that's how it should be. But I mean and now we've gotten into a point where social media has just exploded and blown up so much that everybody feeds into everything and they'll just keep poking and prodding at you, poking and prodding at you. What are you, what are you going to do if this person does this or this person does that? And then it's just like, he just, he doesn't get involved in anything.
2: Yeah.
1: It's um like, I don't mind. Like if it's like, um here's what it is. For the longest time, Cause I was like always like an MMA UFC fan and like leading into like a nationals or worlds. I would look for a storyline sporting rivals though. So sporting rivals going head to head, who's going to win. And if someone's bold, like one, my favorite athlete of all time is Muhammad Ali. If someone's bold and is like, I am the greatest, not literally can't be Ali. So try not to do this. But if someone was like, you know, I'm the best, I'm going to win. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. You get on the podcast. You're like, man, they don't got a chance against me. And this is like, that's different as opposed to, so for the longest time, that's what it was. And I was like, I'm pro that to hype a showdown and a rivalry sporting rivalry somewhere along the lines, things got weird and things started getting And this, I think it was around 2020 things started getting to be like weird, all social bullying and like weird stuff was going on in the community where I'm like, holy shit, this is not what I'm behind though. So then all of a sudden it became like, you know, I'm like, man, I, I, I gotta even pretend, I gotta be careful what rivalries I try to hype because they turn funky and things start getting weird where it's like, I don't want to be a part of that or even. And, having you, and put you know
0: what's crazy too is like when things like that wind up happening, I feel like a lot of people don't take into consideration how those lifters feel. Yeah, Because I mean, let's be real. The last like, couple years, mental health has just been such an important topic, but like when things like that get so excessively hyped up and those people feel so much pressure, it really impacts their mental health.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: we see it and we have a lot of flex lifters that are at the top. And when we see the craziness that winds up happening, like you see how it impacts everybody. It's, so, it's, are, are you
1: talking about just the pressure performing? Are you talk about when it gets like beefs, like, like a, a beef, like, so here's, here, when it's pressure performing, that is with high level sport though. I I'm sympathetic, but at the same time it is like, man, this is literally world-class sports. You're going to have pressure, but beef, I see beefs get like, holy shit ugly, sh- ugly. Like, or it's like yeah
0: guys whoa guys girls whatever we've talked about this before because we yeah. like i was telling you i'm like my mental health would be in the toilet if I had to deal with king of the lift comments all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know it was
1: it, like, yeah, it, well, that, that's even like, um, I mean, the comments is the comments for me are easier because a lot of times, like I look at some of the commenters, some of them don't even follow king of Lift. So then I know you're probably not even into powerlifting. You're just a troll who, um, followed a hashtag, Saw a girl with an arch and start talking shit. But that's easier for me to fluff off. But I mean, um, what I'm talking about is more there are like so many podcasts out there or there's so many personality influencers, and they can get attack mode, and then all of their followers can get attack mode, only it's on a personal level. Because that's it's why, a cult. It's that's, literally a cult. That's why when I say like, if it's a big showdown, Taylor Atwood and Perkins have a showdown coming right now if Taylor's like, fuck me the pressure, if I don't.
0: Wait, is there more, more pressure than with Taylor and Perkins than there is with Michael? Um,
1: Or no, Michael's in the mix, but Taylor, as of now, and Perkins are 12 kilo away. Michael's latest is quite a bit more, but he could be in the mix. He's a wild card, but like this, okay. So this isn't an analysis. Let me just get to- We need
0: have that star performance, Michael, if yeah. you're listening to this,
2: yeah.
0: you, got, you got three and a half weeks, get your weight in track. Serve yourself Let's, a little bit if you need to. Don't do a hard water cut. He is doing good. Do is a do- coconut water? Uh, is. Have 18 fireballs.
3: T- T-Tina, Tina's confirmed right now. She hates Austin Taylor. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what's
0: crazy? You know what's crazy is this is going to sound really bad, and, I'm, and I, I'm almost ashamed to say this. If you put me into a room with Austin Perkins, I wouldn't know who he is.
2: What? He's a – no way.
0: I I hear the name, but I genuinely don't, I don't even know what he looks like.
1: He's, um, and he's, he's a phenomenal lifter, but he's also, he's a good looking kid and he's got some pizzazz on that platform. Like he's got some, he's got a presence. He's a charismatic kid. When you, um, put it this way, you're in the room with him. You'll know who he is yeah, oh, I'm sure I'm on <laughs> yeah, It's, so it's like he, he did isn't he equipped? Wasn't he equipped that he was. yeah, yeah, he yeah. does a little so, bit of both, but he's far more raw now. he
3: he does both And since he does like, you know, collegiate nationals and they've done like university worlds as a team. Maybe the regular raw nationals people haven't seen him as often, plus he's new. And,
0: and that's that's probably why because i I know his name. But I didn't know that there was more of a rivalry with Perkins and not not so much a, a competitive rivalry. Yeah, not like for a sure. Rivalry. But, but
2: because
3: yeah. the numbers right now is Taylor's at eight twelve, Austin's at eight hundred, and then Michael's at seven seventy five. So on paper, yeah, Austin's oh. closer.
1: Yeah, quite a bit. Now, now, Michael's got potential like a mofo. The thing is, yeah, too, if, he, makes... if
0: he has a star performance, like I, he's definitely going to be. <laughs> it'll be that. That's the thing. I'm so excited for this Raw Nationals because I truly don't know what's going to happen because there's so many people that are so close and there's so many people that haven't competed in so long. And there's so many people that have so much potential that I literally feel like almost every single weight class, the top five is going to be a toss up. Well, if you look at it, like, let's talk about that. I I'm actually, I was going to say, are
3: you, you going to come right now and give your pick for the 74s? Well, well,
1: I was going to, well, that's okay. So I was going to say, let me just finish with that one with the Taylor in Perkins. I was going to say with that being a sporting rivalry, I know those two fellas talk, but the sporting rivalry between them is fucking intense in terms of um the pressure, because there's so many eyeballs because they're so close in Austin is the first, like 800 kilo was the big 74 kilo goal. And Austin hit that as a junior. So, and then Taylor, of course, being Taylor in the 74s. So, in terms of sporting context, the pressure on those two is crazy. However, I don't feel sorry for either one of them for feeling pressure of performance. That's what happens in sports. But there are situations where things are getting kind of clicky and whatnot where things are getting weird and not with those two, but in other aspects and other scenarios and weird things are happening on like social media influences and whatnot and weird beasts happen. And that's a whole different enchilada. So that's where I just wanted to say in terms of um, my sympathies, and like, man, I could get pulled into weird shit too. Sometimes like, fuck me. I don't want to get involved in this. So I do the Russell or he myself. And that's where some people might be like, I thought you you might like a little bit of, of heat on these stories. I like, heat, you're very notorious for that, but I like heat like um Austin versus Taylor. And I'll, I'll hype that up. But if Austin and Taylor were um like, I like heat like that. Like, that's why I, I don't feel sorry. If someone feels pressured to have to win, but you do That's sports. Like that's, that's like the beauty of sports is like, that's why a guy like Ali um, would rise up and be like, that's where he's at his best or Jordan or whoever. Right. With no pressure, it means nobody cares. If you want to be in a weight, there are weight classes where no one does care because there
2: is no. And I think
0: that, I think that was a topic of discussion also with like pressure and sports and stuff like that. It's like, you can be like ranked number two and that total could have came from a local level meet. But if you wind up going to a national meet and you have all of these other people that are a lot closer but, to what yeah. you can hit, that's yeah. a lot more pressure Talk. because yeah. because then they're looking at your numbers. And they could they could just slightly chip what you're hitting, and then you lose your standing.
1: Any little fuck up, like we've already talked about, it changes. It's a whole nother ball game. You can it's easier to perform 100 when it's at a local meet and there's no pressure. And you're gonna go nine for nine because no one's pushing you, and you don't even gotta look at the scorecard because no one's close to you. And oh, yes. all the variables are out the window, so it's easy. It's a whole yeah. different. And that's where um so that like so when you're saying to to the point of my reputation of loving that, yeah, man, because like if I'm going to um, like the king list, like a, for sure was hype a showdown and make you care. Let me tell you what's going on in the 52s. Liz Craven's coming back from Australia. Oh, Tina's back. And then you got mercy trying to hold her ground. And then, wow, look, what's going on in, in France. Naomi Alibert, Who's like, when you start hyping, be like,
0: who's going to go. Hey, you forgot.
2: Someone
0: right. in the 50s. Hey, I know. I, you know Dude, I, like, I was, I, like I said, I am, I am ex- Extremely, extremely close with Marissa, but I would be lying if I said I am not like I, that. I'm not worried about Andy. She squatted like 330 or 336 yeah. for five. There's a concern. There's a concern. She did two and a half kilos over my competition PR high bar for a set of five on yeah, squat. It's
1: fucking crazy.
2: That
0: like, is crazy. The squat record, the squat record on the 52s is still standing from Susie Gary from 2017 at
2: 348.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy squatted 336 for five. Yeah. But High bar. I will. No, no, no. She she did that low okay. bar. She squatted 308 for for five 140. Okay. okay. But I, I I and she put 380 for five. I I truly don't know what's gonna happen. But I mean, like I said, Susie Susie's squat record was three three forty eight and that was back in twenty seventeen. But I also will be like, I don't know how much Andy cuts because she competed in December and squatted three thirty six and missed her third, trying to chip the record.
1: It's a whole nother enchilada when you hit the big like and you can't just take whatever you want. Um, you know, you cause you gotta worry about what everybody else is doing. And when you, if you just went, if you if you're by yourself at a local meet, you could go all out on your third. But if you're at nationals, you miss your third because you're trying to go all out. You substantially can fall behind because if someone else doesn't and they hit their third, well, now you're one behind everybody else. And it's, you're fighting for that national title, man. So it's a whole.
0: That's my word of advice. When it comes to a situation like that, I feel like it's better to take a bigger jump from your first to your second, knowing 100% for sure that you're going to wind up hitting your second and then taking a smaller jump to your third. That way, if you're only jumping like five kilos, you're only losing five kilos, not a potentially 10 kilos. Yeah. Because that is a huge deal. But again, I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if she cuts hard, but I mean – it's just crazy to me that she competed five months ago and she's hitting her competition PR for a set of five now.
3: <laughs> and she, she did hit 52 on the dot at that meet.
0: Yeah. That's why I don't know how hard she cut.
3: Yeah. On the dot. We, we might, we might've gotten Tina's pick still for 52s and 74s.
0: I do. Wait, do. Who did I pick for 74s?
3: You're picking Mike. Well,
0: wow. I didn't. I didn't. I never said that. This?
1: Watch this guy. Watch this guy. He's he's, he's tricky. He's we, have tricky. Hear, we have to hear the eighty threes next. Watch
0: this guy. I he's tricky. Oh man, he's tricky. He's
1: going he's to. I do what's going to happen you. with
0: seventy fours. I don't know what's going to happen with the seventy fours. <laughs> I I love Marissa with every ounce of my being, but if Andy Wiley does not have to make a very big cut, I, I think that it's going to be Andy. And I'm going to do the best of my ability to hopefully go home with the third third place. But at the same time, Jamie has a very big bench. I'm pretty sure she squats very close to what I squat, but my squat is not at its peak right now. So I have no idea what's going to show up. It depends if my freaking right side of my body wants to work that day, (laughs) but I haven't. If your whole
1: body shows up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. And my whole body shows, shows up, but at the same time, I haven't been able to consistently train with my whole body, this entire prep. So I don't know. I truly don't even know what's going to wind up happening on the platform, but I'm just happy to be on the platform. I'm happy to be in the mix. I'm going to just give it my all and do my best and just hope that I don't break in the next three and a half weeks. <laughs> and so, I'm,
1: so. I'm super excited. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you one second. Ari, and I'm super excited. I just want to throw this in there. Um, hopefully, we'll talk about it in a minute, but if everything stays normal and uh, USAPL and IPF stay together and IPF World still happens, God knows what happens with any of those variables, then Naomi Elibert from France has been fucking on a terror, like world records in the gym, and like, I can't wait to see that one. What what were you about to say,
0: Tina? (laughs) I don't ever want to speak negatively of any lifter, but I don't think she has a bench.
1: I don't think she's got a big bench, but she still has a big total. She's got a big with,
0: squat and a big pole.
1: And those are and those put
0: but together quite again, a bit of total. In my mind, I just keep thinking Andy Riley pulled 380 for five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I it, know, yeah, yeah, it's, is. it is uh yeah, it, it's gonna be good. It'll be it'll be it'll be fun to see what yeah. happens and hopefully it all comes together. What were you gonna say, Arian? Uh, no, I was just going
3: to say outside of the 52, since TN doesn't know what's going to happen or anything like that, which uh, women's weight class are you interested in watching?
0: Dude, I'm soaked for the 83s and 93s. Uh,
3: but I want to hear from one, no other women's weight class. Well, You're one not interested in the, in the new weight classes, 69, and 76?
0: Okay, you know who is extremely not talked about? That is, I am mind blown that this is even happening. Who? Meg Scanlon in the fifty sevens again.
2: Yeah, well, she just had twins,
0: and it's crazy how quick she. Trimmed she have you looked at her videos? Her triceps are its own state. Yeah. like <laughs> the, the only she, thing is it's so jacked. She's, she's jacked the like, shit. She's literally right now like body goals of what my my body goal would be right now, and she just had twins.
1: Yeah. The only thing is, so 100%, and and I, I remember she posted, and I remember being like, holy shit, it's crazy, you know, what you did in so little of time. She turned around crazy. I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a lot of her lifting videos where she's at because she's competing. So that I don't know. And it might be she's keeping her cards close to her chest, and she might be flying with numbers.
0: I mean, I she she's still posting. So I don't think she's been posting very many singles, but – She's like she's repping out one hundred and five on bench. Yeah, and I mean she she's dead deadlifting okay. I mean she, Meg's never been like a gigantic puller. I want to say her PR pull is like uh, one eighty five or she- one eighty seven point five or something like that. Which I mean that's that's not a small pull by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean with the way powerlifting has grown like crazy, there's Join Amani
2: yeah. pulling oh five
0: hundred pounds <laughs> in insane. the 57s. A... But um, yeah, I mean Meg Meg's still squatting. I'm pretty sure she's squatting reps in the mid 300s. Um She has a monster bench. I'm pretty sure her bench is like probably very close to what she was at her peak fifty sevens.
1: If she comes so, back, if she wins, it'll be a freaking it'll be a hell of a
0: comeback sport. of a of. Like mom goals for real. <laughs> yeah, that's mom and, goals for
1: real. <laughs> yeah. But
0: also, Brittany Stuplicky, if she can h- play her cards right and get her big squat in, um, I know that I think she has some sort of hip injury that she had sustained like years back. So depth is is tough. And I mean, she she benches over two plates also, and she's she's got a monster pull also. Yeah, she's a,
1: she she is so freaking strong she's built for to be a powerlifter, man she's built for this and she's um she's definitely got potential as long as she puts it all together that day which i, I mean you can say that for everybody but if she yeah. can sink her squat and stay in the pocket to get as heavy as possible while hitting depth her squat could fly but if she misses yeah. one if she cuts it a little high even if the weight's there and it moves well, that's the toughest variable is make sure you sink it right to depth to get that last one in there because she's strong and good to like load the bar. Like she is so flipping strong.
0: Yeah, she, got, I feel like, I feel like she could, she could load a, a winning pole if she yeah. needed to.
1: Oh, she'll, she'll be right. Like she's going to be right up until the last. She's not, it'll really be shocking if she's not into it. If she doesn't win, she'll still be in in position to pull it out at the very last, at the very end. She'll never be out of the game.
0: Um, But also who knows, because Meg might wind up benching like 15 kilos more than her also. Like I'm pretty uh, good.
1: Yeah. We'll we'll have to, it'll, it's for some of them, there's a lot of variables where we don't see a lot of top end signals, like singles out of Meg and, um, so that's why I, that's going to be one of the toughest ones for me to call, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I don't know who else is in the fifty sevens. Is so, I don't know if Chrissy Paraki is competing, but I know she just had knee surgery, so I don't think
1: I'd be shocked because she's nowhere near the I'm... weights yet. She, yeah, and
0: you know, you know what's crazy to me is seeing the fifty seven numbers right now and seeing what the fifty seven numbers were in twenty nineteen because Chrissy won twenty nineteen. And she squatted 336, bench 214, and I want to say pulled 418 or 424. Arian can probably pull that up. But it's like all of those numbers are going to be like less than opener weights. Maybe not for deadlifts, but opener weights for for competitors. So we really, like I, I truly feel terrible for the 2019 winners that were supposed to go to Worlds. Yeah. Because that was that was the one that that year could have been like their one shot deal where they could have gone because Keiko is going to have some competition in the ninety threes also. Oh,
1: to say the least, everyone does. No, there's nowhere yeah. to run. There's nowhere to hide. Um, Literally
0: that's what I'm saying. Every single weight class, it's like such a close toss up between like three lifters.
1: So, Um, also, uh, with Russ and Sean, Holy shit, is this getting tight? And um, our boy Candida who's really good friends with Sean. His profile now is <laughs> Sean is going to beat Russ. I mean, they're like best friends. So I, you know, this is, this is the support you throw your boy, obviously. But um, it is close. It is going to be exciting. I have been, like, obviously Russ has to be the favorite. I mean, he's always won, So it, it'd be tough to.
0: You know what? Okay. Here comes my roast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <All right. Jared. laughs> The issue with 83s in that regard is all three of Russ's lifts are clean lifts. For Sean, if he gets the Dave Ricks or Paulie Steinman on bench, he's getting his bench opener if and it's going to be dropped.
1: You, for the pause, you mean?
0: You're taking a nap with whatever you're opening with on bench. Yeah. If, he, if he gets Paulie Steinman or Dave Ricks in the head rough chair for
1: bench. When, you're, when your bench is like that um, and aggressive like that, like we've seen, like literally when you say take a nap, you ain't. we saw like Eddie Bergelin, who's the the master of that kind of benching style as well. Literally take a fucking nap at Worlds. If you hold it too long, you have an arch like that and you try to pause a too long, you will sleep.
0: Second too
1: long, yeah. You, you will sleep for real. That's that's a, like I've saw it at Worlds and it was scary when they had that kind of weight in their hands and they almost go to sleep. Um, so it's factors, man. That's that's what happens in huh. sports, man. The strike zone changes and the pause command changes. And that's kind of what makes it exciting too. It's like, oh, fuck, that's what makes and, the...
0: And let's be real, back, back to my shit talking. The battle of the 83s is going to be the battle of the bench.
1: You think so? It'll come down to how that bench goes?
0: 100%.
1: Yeah. I, I was
3: surprised though you, you said Russ has all... Clean list because after it, the, it, squat, for
1: the squat, Come on. I know. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was, it's the voice of reason. Yeah, I was gonna say I was
2: gonna say yeah, that part the part
0: You know what though? Okay, so that's <laughs> my that's for me dropping out of 2019 nationals. If had I not dropped out of 2019 nationals, I am confident that year that I would have bombed out on depth for squat. That was a rough year. It was like I, a lot of lifters were getting called on depth that year.
3: It it, it could be rough this year too, because for a couple of reasons. One, maybe the referees don't have experience either. We haven't had any nationals. Maybe they haven't been going meets. They can be you know rusty as well. And two, we were we were uh, certifying national referees at local meets, and then they just have to come to a national to kind of like you know keep their status. So you might have new referees there as well. It might be their first nationals. So I thought you can say that. That's that like, on
0: both sides. Sir. That's that I said. Part, both sides. Part
3: of the excitement could be like, what if like Russ makes one squat, Sean makes one bench and oh, then we Jesus go to deadlift.
1: Sir. Oh my God. And, uh, the yeah. winner goes three for three or three for nine. Sorry.
0: Oh my God. That, could you imagine? That would be, be like nuts. Well,
1: what if, well what if, this wasn't what we
3: expected. But, what, if, what if Angelo backdoors them on the final deadlift?
1: Backdoors them. Watch your wording, sir.
2: But <laughs> um, if <laughs> Angelo. Oh.
1: Oh. She's like, <laughs> He's got a he's got a mass dead. It is a
0: freaking wait. Hold on, Arian. What's Angelo's best poll? Uh, I
3: don't know. I, was I looking think it's three forty point
1: five. I think it's three forty point five. Am I? On, I'm looking it up right now too. Three
3: forty five. Last meet.
1: Okay, three forty five.
3: How
0: well, many told- pounds is that? I can't kilo it's that. Huge. High. It's
1: huge. It's seven hundred and fifty-five pounds. Seven hundred and seven sixty. That's fucking crazy.
0: But
3: and his his squats up there no, now too.
1: L345. Squats moving. His squat. Yeah. He's squatting now in the gym. Um, you know, he's in. He's in. He's he's been over six, which is which is needed. It's the bench that it's it's.
0: But that doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is going to be battle of the benches
2: because.
0: Yeah. Angelo's best, best bench, I think is like 170. But well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it,
3: it, it could be where like, you know, Angelo, Sean, and, and Russ are putting up like, you know, they make all our lists hitting huge numbers, like, you know, 835, 840, 850. But if they all start missing too, you got all these other guys there too. With uh, R- Ryan's boy, Jamar Royster, John Gruden signed up. So what if they're I all like around? He's
1: my boy for several
3: hey, gone.
0: If Gruden <laughs> is able to come,
1: What's the inside Our scoop talk- on that? Because he's a flex fan, right? He's
0: he been putting up good numbers. He's flex- There's a lot of flex people that people are sleeping on. Like, you, you don't... Nobody talks about Cam Smith. Cam Smith mm-hmm. is another flex boy that's been with us for a long time, who's a 93, who is also pulling in the 7s, benching in the 5s. I'm pretty sure he's... Squatted low sevens or or high sixes or something. Yeah,
1: I think. You, were you telling me about him? You sent
3: me I a couple guys. I you
0: a bunch of. Things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's another ninety-three that a lot of people don't don't. Don't give out about. all those numbers. Well, we're going to. Well, it's when on, we do, the, it's on Instagram. When it's we're doing the,
1: <laughs> when we do the preview show, though, we're gonna we're gonna But, hit but you the know what? But you coming. know what the
0: thing is? Is like, see. I, I love Arian, but I hate when people say that. Like, don't don't give out so and so's numbers or so-and-so goes dark on social media. It's like you're not gonna magically get stronger in three weeks.
3: No, but it if, is it is but if some of these that, people haven't competed in two years, then you shouldn't be posting up like how much progress you've made in that two years. But,
0: but if that, it's already on social media, why does it matter if I say it?
3: No, I'm saying he shouldn't be posting it.
0: Oh.
2: Whatever.
0: It, I mean, it's, it's a we okay here's the thing with that though you're gonna if you care about this sport and you care to be at the top you're gonna do whatever you can to make sure that you can become the strongest so whether you talk about it or it gets posted or not I, it's gonna be a matter of just do your best and get as strong as you possibly can and fight to the death on the platform
1: <laughs> i know um yeah i mean end of the day it I is hate when, when
0: people go dark it's so silly especially at the end where they try and be all secretive. It's like, dude, you're in a drug-tested federation. You're three weeks out. You can't just magically <laughs> and get into completely uncharted territory where you become colossally stronger. But, I mean, again, I'm, I'm excited for the 83s. I'm excited for the 93s. I'm very excited to see FlexFam kill it. Another group of people we did not talk about is
2: Jesus. yeah
0: oh and
1: ray okay so we when we were talking about um how things have changed since 2019 like the last time we've seen everybody talk about the change in the 120 plus where it was always ray williams and now it's like holy sugar what are we talking about we don't know what to expect from ray um I mean, he's he's somewhat posting, but somewhat not. Again, your you're,
0: lives have changed a lot. Lives have, have changed.
1: Baby. Injuries come, like, you know, like, like wear and tear from years and years and years and years at the top doing ungodly not, things. He
0: also just had a kid.
1: Right. His whole lifestyle's Recovery
0: is going to wind up changing. Yeah, he's
1: like, going to be impacted. And he's a big man carrying, carrying a lot of weight around. And, and as you get into your thirties, you know, just wear and tear on your body period. And he's been squatting over a thousand pounds for how many years in a row now, how many, however many times eventually, you know, so, um, and then you have a young guy like Jesus who's freaking Absolutely murdering it every time he's in the gym, it's like, Oh my god! And he's posting up at like 21 years old. I forget his total off the top of my head, but it's over a thousand kilos. It's insane what he's doing. So, even if Ray comes in at a hundred percent, like, look, previously it was like, If Ray's not a hundred percent, Jesus is now we're kind of talking like, Well, even if Ray is a hundred percent, what he'll be talking? Jesus is talk about the amount of progress Jesus has made, he might overtake he's whatever he's ever done. He's new. Yeah, yeah. This is his rate of adaptation is far greater than someone who's been yeah, in the game. Yeah, he for 10 years.
0: he totaled one thousand fifty five point five.
1: So there you go, at 21. So
0: 23, like twenty three, two thousand three hundred twenty seven pounds.
1: He is a he's twenty one. He's a kid. He's a big he's a kid. kid. He's a big kid, but he's, he's a, kid. a big boy. He's a big boy.
0: He works hard. Yeah, he, he works does. so hard. Yeah, he's but, committed. Yeah. To it. I mean, I'm really excited. Like, I'm excited to be back on the platform, but I'm just, I ex. like, I haven't gone to a single meet. I haven't gone to anything since like national or to, since Arnold of 2020. I mean, there's I haven't nothing gone to in California team. anyways. Yeah, but Joey's traveling. <laughs> Joey wound up, Joey went to collegiate nationals. Yeah, yeah, we yeah had, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had we had a meet in Fresno. So he went to that. Like, I mean, Joey's gone to meets and stuff, so who knows, maybe I maybe I need a brush up on my handling skills too. But, It'll come back. I mean Yeah. It's- no, I mean I, I know I know what I'm doing, but I mean I'm definitely really excited to see what winds, what winds up happening because we've we've got like top three lifters in every single class. Practically every single class.
2: That's yeah. free and uh And
0: we and we have we have battles of of our own lifters competing against each other. That's gonna be tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that we actually looked at today. We looked at the roster and we were just like there's I think sixteen people in the ninety-threes, so that's gonna wind up having to be multiple flights. Arian, do you know anything about that?
3: They haven't put any flight information out, but I mean, there's people still dropping out. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I
0: wonder if, if they just haven't pulled them off of the roster because from what I thought, I thought it was only going to be one flight of lifters because I am going to lose my mind if like Cam Smith and Jonathan Keiko wind up on different flights.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, so how are you guys going to handle it? You just have to have like multiple people helping out handling and it's going to get crazy.
0: Like, you guys have, like, really a team
1: of handling, basically, or?
0: Well, we have a bunch of flex coaches. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I mean, there's Joey, there's me, there's Michael Davis, there's Will Vias, there's Isaac, who coaches with us, Joey's brother, Chris, coaches, and I think we're all going to be at Nationals.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. you're just going to, yeah. yeah, divide and conquer type deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all we can do, but, I mean – When it comes to like the top, top, like first, second, third place people, if we have all three of those in one weight class, Joey's gonna be in trouble. (laughs) Well, it could come down because they're Joe. I mean, if they're Joey's lifters, it's Joey's job to handle them.
2: (laughs) But
1: what about down to like the last lift? You know, when it's like that's when you have to do the trickery and use your handling. Will someone else take somebody, take one of the people and um like you devise like that?
0: We'll we will we won't we wind up like from what I've gathered, we don't we don't pick our winners, you know? We're not gonna be like, Oh, well, we're close to friends with this lifter, so we're gonna make it so that they win. We will always RP ten load the bar for whatever lifter needs it pulled. But you but you will do
1: like um but you like when you do handling, you know how you do like a placeholder dead, and then you change it, and like you.
0: We're gonna we're gonna play those same cards regardless. Against each other, though. Of course we will. Why <laughs> should it be any different? You're but, still a competitor.
1: Right. Yeah, but Joey can't trick himself if he's the handler handling against himself, though. It'll be.
0: Why would it? Why would it be trickery if there's if the opportunity arises where there's someone that can pull for the win? We're gonna load it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and um, I think there's something else that's going to, Oh wait. So I also want to ask you not so much in terms of the political side of it, but more in terms of the impact of a coach is, it, and this is for you too, Arian, um, not in the terms of the political side of it, but more in terms of a coach with all this talk about possible USAPL leaving the IPF, is it kind of like, Holy shit, scary as a coach, who's like business, this is your livelihood, this is how you make your money, et cetera. Um, is it like, like, would that impact you greatly? You know, cause I remember, I remember Joey posted uh, you know, after all this is over with the, you know, IPF, et cetera. And I'm like, if USAPL left, because Joey would have lifters all like you, you both you guys have lifters all over the world. So some of them, the IPF, some of them, USAPL, some of them will conceivably be um, the new IPF affiliate. If this even happens, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm not really looking to get into the political side, but um, is it stressful as a coach being like, fuck me, this is my livelihood and where I make my money could be like really weird next year. Like this, I don't know what sanctions are going to be, if I'm allowed here, if I'm allowed there, like, what does it feel like on your end?
0: I don't think it really is going to matter. I mean, we, we already have lifters that are in like different federations, but I didn't even think about that. Like if the IPF says like, Hey, you can't go to this meet, or you're banned from Army. I didn't even think about that.
1: And I, maybe they won't. So I mean, you know, I, I mean, not to you know conceive the, the worst case scenarios, but it is like, you know, things get weird. You know, have you thought about it, Arian? Because like you're a straight up national team coach, and you know, a, a coach for programming, et cetera. Like, are they, is this not not what you're going to do? But more in terms of stress levels, is it like freak, man? This is more than just a passing thing. I'm watching. I, this could impact me, my finances and everything. And I got to make tough decisions. It's got to be stressful.
3: Yeah. I mean, definitely depending on how it plays out and what rules they have. Yeah. I mean, it'll impact some way. It's the same thing. Like, you know, when lifters want to think about maybe doing like the showdown meet or some other meet, and then you're like, Oh no, you can't go there. Cause then you won't be able to go to world's it could turn into a similar situation where like, you know, if a new federation comes around and let's say like, Hey Zeus and Russ and Amanda and stuff want to go to worlds. Well, then Joey can't be seen at let's say USAPL Arnold Schwarzenegger festival or nationals because someone from the IPF, one of these countries will be out to get Joey and his lifters and be like, Oh no, he went there. He's not allowed to coach and like get him suspended from IPF worlds. So it sort of depends on what punishment either yeah, side is going to try and do. I didn't even
0: think about that.
1: Like, and this is the stuff you know, and I, who knows this might all never happen, but this is the stuff that stresses me out because it's not just you two, but like, um, you know, obviously there's so many people that I talk to that like I'm friends with that I like are in bad positions where they, fuck, it's going to make it very difficult for a lot of people. I think cooler, hopefully cooler has prevailed and everything works out. Okay. Or if there's a split, it doesn't get further political and people get into camps and things get ugly. Just lifters even start getting into camps. And then, you know, certain coaching services are predominantly more this and then per, like fed and predominantly more that fed. And then it becomes further divided like that. Cause we're already somewhat like that with tested untested. You know, most people, if you're in the tested, you have a roster f- more tested than untested, not totally, but it, we see already divisions and, um, it's just weird man it can get it can get weirder and weirder and tougher and tougher and um, this is just stuff that like man, i'm not even in it on that end of things and i get so much stress i'm just in terms of king of lifts it won't imp- i already do tested on whatever but in terms of, like even like for me much different it's not going to impact me financially but with uh commentating at worlds maybe i don't see the people i usually see maybe
0: i'm used Wait, to do they have untested federations in
1: canada um Far smaller, but there is, but I mean, far smaller impact. Um, I mean, in Canada, in most of the world, that's why, like in the US, there's a bit like y- you guys don't necessarily have the same feel about the IPF, but the rest of the world is extremely IPF. And yeah. feds, there's a much bigger difference between an IPF affiliated Fed and the local untested or the local, hey, we're tested and we're going against the IPF, but it's so much smaller, it's not even close. Whereas the US yeah, is I very didn't even unique. know that
0: was a thing in Canada.
1: Right. And, and exactly that. And the US is very unique in that. Um, the IPF, like there's other, there is so many other feds and they're actually a, a good size of the feds, et cetera. So then another fed on like, so if the USAPL left and then obviously IPF would need a new fed in its place. And then you'd have like a huge, like more feds there. It just gets weirder, weirder, more more, more convoluted. And it's um, you know, it'd be weird for me a bit. I would, I don't know what the hell life would be like. I don't think I've been to a world where I haven't seen, Flex and, 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 yourself and, well, I actually no Belarus, but, um, anyways. you've only
0: seen me in Calgary. I saw you That's in Calgary, the one that I traveled to, but I, I did like, have a lifter in Sweden though, but Joey, Joey goes, I, I, see yeah, like, I had one of my, my own lifters in Sweden, but I, see dude, like, I hate long flights. Dude. I literally didn't go to Sweden because I just didn't want to be on the plane for that long. Oh,
2: Dina, it
1: was so good. You're like, here is a beautiful thing about the world: is like you see all these. So we loved it there. Oh, it was. You see all these cultures. You see people you don't normally see. Um, like for like all the different teams and all the different people in like up, like in real life. And it's um, afterwards people go out for like dinner and drinks. And then like, just like even at the event, I'll get to the venue and in between commentating sessions, like you could leave for a minute to clear your head. So you're not powerlifting all day or sometimes I'll, and I'll do that. Or sometimes I'll find myself in the up room and I just want to like, you know talk to like people from sweden the swedish team like hey shit what are you guys up to i think we talked i stuff.
0: remember i remember in calgary i i feel like i probably hung out with a team from iran more yeah. than i hung out with the with the us team but i also think that was because like that that's a that's a meet where i i was with arian like i was labeled the assistant coach for the for the sub juniors and juniors. <laughs> but I remember being in Calgary and they were just like the Iranian team were just so shocked that there was a female in like a coaching type of position there. But I remember I was sitting there I was talking I was speaking cuz I speak Farsi fluently. Yeah. And I was back there and I was just hanging out with them and I had a blast and I was like still to this day I still communicate with them on Instagram.
1: Let me tell you about the Iranians. And and you speak Farsi too, right, Irian? You? Yeah, not he as does. good as Tina. <laughs> not as good as Tina. No, but you guys are both Iranian. And um, are you guys one hundred percent background or like? Yeah,
0: I am. Yeah. Okay.
1: No shit. Okay. So I, whenever like the Iranian, I was. I had. Um. Am I pronouncing that right? I used to say Iranian.
0: Iranian. Okay, Iranian. No, okay. it's Iran. It's iran Iran. You didn't run anywhere. It's, okay. I,
1: it's Iran. Yeah. <laughs> iran. Okay. And um, I had on uh. Paymon fuck, I'm gonna fuck up. Uh, three Yeah, he he, I he's he's like the Iranian world or Iranian strongest man, but uh, Iran's strongest man, but also Asia's strongest man in like top. He made it to the finals World Strongest Man. Massive dude, and I wanted him on the podcast. I got a friend of mine from work who like speaks Farsi as well, and um, he like was such a. I seen videos of him. Like he obviously he pulls planes, flip cars. He's a fucking Superman. And there was a massive earthquake and he showed up in this village where it was decimated. Water was out. And, um, they're like a a village, already a poor village. And he shows up in a fucking truck full of supplies and like that. He got sponsors and donations. And for these people who needed somebody him showing up, throwing the supplies at the back of the truck. And this is Superman shows up to the day. For the kids, all the kids in the village run up to him. They don't have water or anything. They're devastated. And there's the guy who flips cars, pulls planes from the TV, and he's there handing out supplies. And they're like, holy shit, Superman came to save us. And like, I was like, I got to have him on the podcast. And I t- one of the things I talked to him about is like, whenever I post him, people make comments and they're like, um, some, some guy commented, token English comment because you'll have 150 Everybody comments. Is, like I, I tell like the support you guys have he goes our people support me like I was like if I post you my friend I'm guaranteed 150 comments from people from from your people and they're all like hearts uh crowns king and like like and so the same person will post like 10 comments hearts kings king crowns like you know just stru- 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 and I'm like I fucking love it and he's like I'm like it's it's so different. Some other times, like over here in North America, we have a little bit of a troll culture going in in yeah. um, Iran. That he's like, nah, man, you don't troll your brothers and sisters, man. You show support. And I'm like, I when I post, they always repost when I post, and they put like, thank you, my brother, and they call me brother, and they'll hit up my comments like brother and give me a heart. And I'm like, dude, I post you like 150 times. You're gonna do this every time? Yes, brother. They call me brother, like yes, brother. I'm like there, it's fucking like. I don't know, man. Yeah. It was good. I like it. I like it.
0: I feel like that's very, very much how like the Middle Eastern culture is in general. It's very, very family oriented yeah. and tight knit like that. Like
3: you seen with Khabib. I mean, yeah, yeah
0: if, it's like Khabib. If you show
1: them, like you show them some love and some support, they got you. That's that. And it's like, all right, we're good. And they don't do the flip flopping or the troll culture or the whatever, it's straight up on the face. Like it's not the same, right? They're not uh, it's, I don't know. There's something pure about it that I appreciated. And um, so I know what you mean when you talk about them.
0: It's the same way. Like when I, when I was in Calgary, like Arian probably knows this too. Nuts are very like common type of like, like comfort, like family type of food. Like you'll never go to like an, Iranian event where there isn't like a giant bowl of like pistachios and nuts and cashews and stuff in there. And I remember when I went to Calgary, I sat down on like one of the warm up benches, and they literally came to me with a bag of nuts, and we're literally just oh, shooting this shit, like just <laughs> eating, like cracking nuts together. That'd be jibber. And That's very Iranian culture, and Aryan can probably vouch for me with that, right? Yeah. 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 Like you'll never go to a family event or any type of like Iranian gathering without having nuts there. And they did the same thing. They brought the nuts and we were literally just shooting the shit, talking about powerlifting and the event and stuff like that. They like asked me about like my whole life. I mean, they were more so shocked that there was a female there in like a coaching (laughs) type of position because they didn't even bring any females. Like obviously powerlifting in Iran for women is like, if it even exists, it's very, very, very slim to none. So, I mean, they, they were extremely respectful to me, which is weird, but I appreciated it so much. And it's something that I will always remember. So, I mean, it was, it was super cool, but I mean, to this day, I still communicate with those guys on Instagram.
1: That's what I love about worlds is like, you come into contact with so many different cultures and they come into contact with you too. So you, when you're going through the whole, you know, finding out about them, how they carry themselves. Like I, I had no idea about that there to share nuts with somebody is a big deal
0: in like, to be like, I mean, it's uh, not, it's not that it's a big deal, but it's like, it's a, it's a closeness, respect type of thing.
1: That sounds like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: I mean, I, I know well, you I know, what you mean. I know, I know so, you're yeah. not trying
1: to blow it up. Like it means you're your best friend, but I know you mean where I, I just, I like, that you that that happens they exchange of culture and understanding and then they also people from around the world walk away you also educate them to how you guys are and it becomes like this exchange admit it that's what i freaking miss and hopefully we have it again and then uh to double back on my point i hope that like all the usapl people that i'm used to seeing i still see but whatever
0: you can always come to america i mean Uh, i was telling you i was like I was like, if I ever wind up like putting on a meet and I and Gino's not available, I'll fly you out to California and you can come be the commentator for one of our one of my you could be my, you could be the commentator for my zoo culture meet. Maybe Brendan <laughs> will show up. Oh snap <laughs> no, stop it. Oh my god. Wouldn't that be cool? That but, would be um, more than cool. <laughs> yeah, so yeah that, back to like the whole like seeing like different nations and stuff like that. Like when I went to Canada, I wasn't even competing. I was, yeah. I was a second place Nationals winner, but I still went in some sort of capacity, not on the platform, but I have like six or seven competitor, like different country shirts. Like I remember when I came to Canada, I made it a point to pack like all of my USAPL shirts so that I could trade with the lifters.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I know that's what everybody does. I n-
0: Yeah, I did that. Like I have New Zealand. I had um I have I had two Canada ones. Like I I traded with Joe Reber. Um yeah, fifty two uh, Yeah, Japan. Uh where I traded with Sweden with Sophia Waldemarsen. I have like I have like six or seven of them in my closet, but I took all of my USAPL shirts and I traded with them. So I have a closet full of them.
1: When you're not Competing and you're at Worlds. I almost feel like you're able to appreciate everything a little more because you're not stressed about your performance coming up. You're actually like, you could be present and get into that kind of thing. Like this is where um, commentating. When I first start, the first couple of days are a little nerve wracking because you're like live on the air and blah blah blah. But then, um, but it starts off with Masters, like Master Four. So I'm talking, I'm doing like six hours a day live. And it's like seven year olds deadlifting. So, you know, like the pressure's not really on. Whatever you're gonna say, it's not gonna end up clipped and fricking people talking or whatever. So then by the time the, the juniors in an open come around, you're warmed up to it. You're in the swing and you're able to relax. And I'm talking like after two weeks of every single day on the air for six hours, now it's no thing. I could go in the warm up room and I'm present. I can appreciate, look around and be like, I'm here. Like I can go up and talk to people and like soak it up. And like, you look around, this shit isn't going to last forever. You think I'll be the IPF commentator for the rest of my life? Who knows? Every year it's a blessing when I get invited back.
0: You can wind up being, you could be, you're... You're Canada's Gino. Gotcha. Gino, Gino is like our, our commentator, and you're you're like the IPF and, and Canada commentator. I imagine
1: sorta. Of, yeah. Well, he's an announcer though. He's an announcer though. I've done some announcing. They've asked me.
0: They're like, "Can you announce at worlds?" And I'm like, Fuck. "But that's not that's not what Gino's main job has always been." Yeah. Do you know what Gino did before announcing? What did he do? Wow, well, probably a lot of things. If you ask. <laughs> If, if memory serves me right, and I hope I'm not mistaken, he worked for, he worked in the financial department of yeah, like yeah. the Hershey chocolate factory.
2: What was the Hershey? Something like I that? it was in
0: finances. I didn't know Hershey chocolate. Yeah. It,
2: it was Nabisco. It, think,
0: oh, Nabisco. Nabisco. Sorry, Nabisco. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, he there made... Some, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty
1: wild because it's hard to picture him in like a corporate setting. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Maybe he had short
3: hair and like you could know, shaved. You, it would kill me inside. Like a pirate. <laughs> it would
1: it would kill me inside to see him like that. Something <laughs> that would die inside of me to see him yeah. in the corporate Gino. You know. But the older you are, the more like lives you've lived. Like when I talk to people about some of the things I've done, they're like, "Holy shit!" And then eventually, like, "How old are you?" And I'm like, ah, "Well." i'm a little older but the longer you're around the more you've done things and experienced things it is what it is and um like like i was saying the more you realize like how many different chapters in my life i've had before you guys met me before List, before any of that and all these different little adventures i had and then you're like so when you're in something right now like we are i know this isn't going to last another this, this chapter will close at some point and another chapter's coming so when i'm in it like at the next worlds, if I'm there, I'm like fucking soaking it up. Like, I don't care. Cause I, this might be my last. I might not be invited back or whatever the shit, who knows? But like, yeah. I am in it in, in soaking it up, man. Because, and ride it while I can, because it doesn't last forever.
3: Yeah, my, my IPF worlds uh, coaching might be done, Ryan, it's over.
1: Yeah, you'll be the president <laughs> of this new fed. I know you, I'm watching you kid. I'm keeping keeping tabs on you, you little political sneaky guy. you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm
0: very curious to see what winds up happening, but I mean, I'm, I'm 95% sure it's going to split.
2: Oh no, I hope not. I
1: was hoping against it because I mean, just because of everything, I don't want, I I, I don't want to talk
0: politics about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm open to talking about it. If Arian's open to talking about it, I mean, I'm, I am too. Whatever.
1: Cause I, I mean, we already have, I just was, uh, didn't want to get totally off onto a 30 minute before I got to my other point. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope everything gets worked out. It's, uh, <laughs> who the frick knows though, but you think it, you think it's not going to happen, eh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. I, I mean, I'm almost, I'm pretty positive Gaston has hated us and has wanted America out for a long time.
1: Well, it won't be America, it'll be USAPL. America will always be part of the idea. Well,
0: yeah, USAPL, I should say USAPL.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we do do a lot of drug testing. Like we do a lot of it. We know this because Flex is very blessed and, and we have a lot of top level lifters where they're just like, dude, I was in the middle of my training session and they literally came in and I was... In the middle of training, and I got drug tested in the middle of training. I feel like a lot of people don't understand. Like this is real. Like this. This. I am one of them. National office contacts me, and I show up at people's houses. Oh, you do the drug testing? Yeah, I've done it before. I have a doping control officer badge and everything. Mm. The national office will send me an email with the athlete locator form. Go to their house and and go test them. So it's like, it is, it is randomized. And I, and I hate when I see on social media how they're like, Oh yeah, it's not, it's not actually like random or whatever. But I mean, it is, we've had plenty of lifters get tested without knowing they're going to wind up getting tested. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens a lot.
1: Hopefully it gets worked. I don't know if like, I don't know. I don't know what the repercussions are or, you know, what's, what's, what's going to take place or what's going on in the background, try to make it happen. If talks are like good, if they're bad for it, completely shut down. And this is the way we're going. Um, if there's any kind of meat in the middle, like, I think it's not so much, um, it's more, they want third party. Basically they want it completely. USAPL relinquishes the control and the water takes over control. So there is, which is
0: insane to me because does IPF realize how big USAPL is? But like, I don't know we have the... multiple, multiple meets that happen every single weekend. That's just like, if, if it winds up being in the IPF's control, like anybody can come and break state records at a local level meet because you could get someone that's soft up at a local level meet and they won't get drug tested.
1: Yeah. So it would be, it'd be water. And yeah, it, like you're right. They would target um, like the way their findings are, their research, the, the, we had a, a doping guy on an anti-doping guy on, and he was saying how like, historically speaking, it's better to try to test people and catch them out of meat as opposed to out of meat. So, I mean, I don't, I'm no, I'm no expert. You, people could double back and listen to that guy. Cause he's trying, he's breaking down like all the different protocols or whatever. But um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what which way it's going to go. If it's like, this is a deal breaker. If you guys don't go WADA, What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like, if you don't go water, it's over. The relationship's over. Or if, if there's an in-between, if there's something that could be worked out where you're still sufficient enough to hit, like, like it doesn't have to be all water and no additional testing is allowed. But on that's what we WADA. do
0: though. That's what we already do. Some are water and some aren't. Well,
1: I think there, there there's, there's a, a position of where it has to be like, um, water takes over first off and you want to do a thing above and beyond just that but i mean water all year round so they're doing the out of meat testing not usapl people are doing usa testing so
0: but then what happens with local level meats
1: they'll still get water tested like canada still gets tested at local level meats too so i know yeah with water yeah you Um, guys
0: only do water
1: we only do water we're it's it's
0: i mean but how many tests how many tests does Canada do a year? Do you know that? I'm sure the statistics are out, but do yeah. you know, it's, uh, we had the,
1: we had the USAPL or sorry, the CPU president on, I forget now what he said. Aaron, do you remember? You were on that podcast, right?
3: I'd have to pull it up. I forgot uh, what I the number was when we talked head. about it, but I can pull it up. I can't remember now,
0: but it's. Cause we do with the, with the number of meets that we have, we do a lot of testing, like our state championship, our California state championship literally sold out in minutes and that in itself was 124 people. For minutes. To, for, so that,
3: for 2019 for mm-hmm. 2019 they did 122 tests, 101 men and 21 women for the urine test and then they did 38 blood tests. Yeah,
0: doesn't, that's doesn't we do, do, do that in now. one weekend. But like our California state championships alone is going to have 13, levels, 13 people get tested.
1: 13 people at the
0: championships. Yeah. Cause it's 10% even at the local level, our yeah. state championships has 124 registered people. So 13 people are going to get tested. But what it
1: also does like, uh you know, Olympics in the whole nine, like they, they have personnel. I'm sure they, so is the concern that water wouldn't have the personnel to be able to cover it? Like the water would just be, I don't be,
0: think it's so much as it is the personnel as it would be the cost of the testing
1: to pay for water to do it. Yeah. I don't know. See, and then, and then you get yeah, into that's
0: what, Canada only did How many, how many did you say it wound up being like a total of like 250 or something like that? Well, it's
1: 30% of the budget they, they put towards anti-doping 30% goes to anti-doping. So it'd be percentage of the budget. So because you have more people, you have more money. You have more people, you have to test. So how much of the budget are you going to go thirty percent like Canada? But I don't,
0: I don't know the technicalities of that.
1: It's a lot less than thirty percent from USA. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> of it. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, less. Yeah, I'm sure of it. It's like half but... that percentage. But it it is what it is. So then it becomes like it's a whole nother thing where it's not just numbers, but it, it's I don't know it is it's you would have to get into like that's where it does get into like the politics of it like like you said feasibility you know can water cover everything and blah 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 right and then um because i know it's I, I get you where they're like at the local level they're not going to test and then certain nations like well, they should be you guys do you
0: guys do water tests at every single meet um they, it's always water
1: Yes. Any, every test, okay, and they so, test yeah, out local d- as well. But
0: every, oh, they do they do testing at every single local meat?
1: They'll do testing at a local meat. They'll do out of meat. Te- what they found is out of meat testing is far greater than at a meat test. So that's where like, I know the emphasis, there are some rules I think in place now, uh, where they want to maintain where like, if you break a record, you get tested. But then Wada was seeing that um, testing someone out of meet, like it makes sense, right? On the surface for sure. If you broke a record, well, that's the person you want to test. But then Wada was saying, we get far better results testing that individual, not at the record when they broke the record, but out of meet. So we catch them two months before or two months after. Now you didn't suspect us, we show up. And it's not someone you know it's not anybody that coaches you coaches a rival competitor you're going against or anyone it's us. And we're going to test you and you have no say. Um, and uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. This, this is what the anti-doping guy was explaining in terms of, cause they had like, he has the stats in terms of all of this. Um, but like maybe there's an in-between where like you could, uh, I don't know if this is allowed. Right. I'm just talking, but maybe there is like, all right, you guys can do all that. And then on top of that we do testing at meets because we now saying saying they wouldn't be able to. So so who knows man I don't know maybe that, I'm I'm trying to make it so everybody's happy but I'm that, not going to get
3: there. That's what they were that's what they were trying to do back in 2019 as far as I know that is off the table
1: now. Yeah and I mean it's it's tough it's tough man. It's going to be it's going to get ugly Tina.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean that's why that's what I'm just thinking right now too it's like do you know how many how many members CPU has?
1: Um, we did, uh, because I was, uh, it's, 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 I know, uh, I know he said it in that podcast as well, and I, I keep relying on you, my dude. I can't put I, you on the spot there. I forget too. Cause
3: years ago, like if we went like, you know, three to five years back, Canada was about 10% of USAPL membership, but, oh, a rec- see, a rec- but recently true. it's caught up recently. It's caught up to where maybe it's more like, you know, 25% or 35%.
0: Yeah, because in 2019, we had over 20,000 members. <laughs> and it's like, if you think about it, just like the sheer volume of even local level meets that we have and 10% of the lifters at the local level meets, that is like, let's say, let's say you have a two-day, two-platform, three-session meet or something like that. Like you're testing over 20 people at that meet by itself. So it's like, if you think about how much that would cost as far as like, like the water panels are concerned, that's going to be some astronomical number. And that's not, and I I don't know how the payments of the testing and stuff goes with CPU, but it's like meat directors are in charge of covering the cost of that. So the meat director is the one that pays for the drug test. So then at that point, if they wind up doing water panels on all the athletes at that point too, it's like, we're going to wind up having to charge like $200 for like a registration fee to be able to cover the cost of the drug testing, its a, depending on how much they cost. I don't, I'm not sure.
1: I don't think it's as much as, so that's another thing where numbers, and this will get into like, whose numbers are you using? Cause some people like these numbers seem pretty high. Um So I don't know. I, I'm, that's another thing that the CPU president was talking about how much a, uh, a test costs and how much per test they're, they were um g- they were giving I'm pretty sure that we
0: got sent an email about that, didn't we, Arianne? Who
1: sent that email, though? The,
0: I think it was from Larry, from the USAPL president.
3: But part of it also is just how you're breaking down the cost of each individual item and who's paying. Cause like you're paying for the person to come do the collection. You're also paying for the actual test itself. Yeah. You If uh, someone has to apply for a TUE, either the lifter or the organization has to pay for the paperwork, um, even for like running our own, our database, you know, someone at the national office is going in and entering in all that stuff in the database. So are you calculating that cost of the hourly time? I mean, if someone tries to fight the test and are you going to put in the cost of lawyers and that kind of stuff? So it depends on what you're looking at.
1: So when you use numbers, like Arian's saying, you will use certain numbers. It's e- when you get down into numbers, some people are, are, are going to give you numbers you want, depending on how you, what story you want to give you will, you, you could work with numbers, right?
3: Yep. So, so for example, for like um, the UK, uh, someone had told me that like, for example, if they, it also is like at the cost to travel to the meet, and then each individual test is always going to be cheaper. So they send me like a cost that, like if they wanted to test two people, then the travel cost is going to be like a hundred dollars. The lab test is going to be $300, but then the actual like sample collection of persons hourly rate rates can be like $800. So yeah, again, it depends on which cost you're looking at.
0: Yeah. That's something I didn't take into consideration. So there is like, I mean, I imagine a lot of people would have to become, like, licensed wada doping control people or something. So, I mean, maybe that's something that USAPL can look into to having people become that also.
1: Well, I think the biggest sticking point is they want it third party. So, there is no conflict of interest of... that. Uh, what they found with Olympic lifting when they started getting into muddy waters was... Um, the federation was testing lifters, and then the federation was doing it. So then, at a certain point, they were like, "We need to separate." Um, So it's third party. So you can't, you couldn't even if you wanted to have have any kind of influence.
3: Yeah, that's why we had a a referee. His name is Jack Marcus, and he posted on Facebook about it how he used to have his own drug testing business. And he basically relinquished his USAPL membership and his IPF referee stats, something like that, to like not be a member, be completely disassociated. And then he would do the drug testing and he did drug testing for some of the world championships in Orlando. Um, but he also mentioned in there, like eventually when you try to go through WADA, they get like certified, then they weren't set up fighting them and they, he just kind of stopped doing it. But yeah, for him to like, you know, be third party, he like, you know, gave up his membership and his stats and everything like that to run that, that private business.
0: Yeah, I just found the email right now that we got from Larry. And it says, 2021 national team fee increase. The IPF now requires USA Powerlifting to use a third-party agency for all of our drug testing for national and out-of-competition tests. Due to this new measure, we have no option but to increase the team fees to fund these new anti-doping requirements. The anti-doping fee has increased from $250 to $370 per athlete but the average omt cost to usa powerlifting is 1150 per test by the third party cost of two, of what was 256 when the when it was done with our dcos so the entire team fee is now 495 so it's saying it's, so he he put in the email that the average cost per test which i'm assuming would be a water test for the national team because the national members always get water tested is 1150 per test
1: is that what what did Canada say because we use water and that seems extremely high compared to the numbers that
0: i'm sure if the number was lower it wouldn't be nearly as big of an of an issue but i mean this is also i think like a moral type of issue as well because i i don't think that larry and i and i i could be wrong i hope i'm not speaking incorrectly but i feel like we should be able to pick and choose who we want to wind up drug testing as long as we're bringing our lifters drug free to IPs. I don't know why it's this big of a concern. But I, I, Larry, I don't think Larry's okay with with relinquishing the the idea of not being able to test who we want to test.
1: The, the only thing is like a that that's the conflict of interest situation where you're testing who you want to test, and you get the tests and you run the tests and blah blah blah.
0: It just seems crazy to me because it's like, if you're going to IPF world and you're bringing a drug free list or to IPF world, why should it matter?
1: Well, that's what they're, they, they would push back and say, we want to make sure it is. So you're not saying it. A third party who has nothing to do with it is saying that they're drug free. That's what they, then they you would test them,
0: then test them out. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And they do. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know Look, like, this, this is exactly. And, and, uh, in terms of like all the numbers and stuff, man, it is, it's difficult to follow, right? Like I know the IPF doesn't really put, put back much pushback at all. Well, they haven't done any pushback at all on social media. So we are, it's very heavily slanted on one side coming out in terms of numbers, but there are like a lot of ways you could break down numbers and, um, and not everybody's looking into some of it, I will say like.
0: I'm curious to know how
1: much the water test in Canada costs. If I was to ask, if I was to say, yeah, we, we found out on the one podcast. Now I forgot, but, but,
3: but but it's all scenario dependent. Like the, like I'm sorry, the information to have the UK is based on like, you know, testing multiple people, but for like, out of me, you'd be testing every single person individually and having to fly there, get a hotel room, get a rental car. So like for, again, for like UK, it says two males are 1,280 pounds. Two males and two females are one thousand seven hundred fifty pounds. So you're looking at that, and you're saying, okay, it's maybe the
0: travel travel costs that are involved in it, not so much but, the direct testing costs. But yeah,
3: yeah, you're paying travel for one person to go and test two people or four people, rather yeah, than yeah. if you're going all OMTs, you're traveling, you know, four different times. Conceivably, so yeah. so all those different situations possibly you know, Larry's just taking their proposal of how many in-meat tests, how many out-of-meat tests, everything like that.
0: Or maybe the average cost of what all of the water tests were, yeah. If if
1: I was to say too, like if if Canada was to say, all the money coming in, we're putting 30% into our anti-doping. Have you sacrificed 30% of your budget towards anti-doping? The answer is no. So if it's morals, like the word morals and values gets tossed around a lot on social media, it's not Canada has less morals because they wouldn't want You know what I mean? Like Canada would say, this is also almost one third of our budget is purely anti-doping. So yeah. then no jumbotrons at our nationals, no whatever, doesn't matter. All that's gone. And that's what we're going to go towards anti-doping. That's our morals. Yeah, we, we, have, a, we have a pretty dope Arnold You got Arnold dope. Production. Hey, it's amazing. You guys, are, you guys got an amazing set. And let me also say, you could argue back like always, like I'm not... Yeah. I'm open, man. I'm not, I don't have all the answers. I'm just saying there's different ways of looking at it.
3: My, my argument back is, is two things. One, you're taking like, you know, one year of CPU, one year of USAPL and saying, oh, you guys aren't 30%. And two, is just it's because. more than one year, no? Just, I mean, I don't know. Shane only told us, like, you know, on average or whatever, you're at 30% now, but was it 30% five years ago?
1: We, since we were in it's been this much. We, we've had to pay. And, and but the other it, thing it, is. It's been 30% roughly like he didn't go year by year, but he said, since water, it's been, this has been a consistent, but yeah, other, you're right. The other go. thing could be,
3: the other thing could be, let's say like, you know, CPUs revenue coming in is mostly let's say membership. So as your membership goes up, you're doing more and more drug tests, even with that. But what if some type of revenue comes in, that's not membership. What if SPD came to CPU and said, Hey, we're going to give you $20,000 sponsorship for this year. Should Shane go, well, 30% of this has to go towards drug testing.
1: Well, you, but you, if you want to maintain water and be third party and blood testing, but, like but you have the same
3: amount of membership, you're going to do the same amount of drug testing on them. Now you have extra revenue coming from a sponsorship or coaching value,
1: course. If that's your number one core value, maybe if it's a huge deal, put it this way. If there's no blood testing, I could run HGH all year round and you will never catch me. And I will never be natty.
3: I mean, they do uh, blood testing and, and no one in the IPF gets caught from uh foot testing. So so wow. far, so far, it's been a waste of money and, <laughs> and they and they done blood testing yeah. on, on our USAPL open Equip team. So Joe Capolino, Blaine Sumner, all of them are blood tested. Oh, I don't and, think they're
0: dirty. Ray, I'm not saying Ray, anyone's dirty.
1: I do
3: want to Ray say Ray
0: Williams and Dennis Cornelius also got blood tested. But,
3: but I'm just saying we ha- we'd have to go and look at like, you know, what are the sources of revenue over the years? And let's say if USAPL gets a bunch of revenue from sponsorships, from coaching courses, from those things should they have to put that money towards drug testing and move their 10% up just because maybe, and that's a thing, they, if, like, they, if, if they found 10% to be effective is what Larry says, then that's what they've stuck with. But if
1: it is like, um, if it is like, we can't afford it, it's not feasible, but then it's like, you're up, op- you just got 20 K coming in and you're operating at like 10% of your budgets going towards it. You probably reason, could afford it.
3: The reason why they're saying that they can't afford it is because if you want to do the same uh, testing, it's 10 to 15 times more expensive, not two to three times more expensive.
1: It, well, th- those numbers though. Then we're gonna get into the numbers, right? So okay. That's where we
3: we so, so that's the thing is we're not we're not on the inside, we're not on the else Right. right.
1: <laughs> that's where we it is. I don't take numbers on gospel and uh yeah, it's tough, man. Well, you literally gotta audit, you gotta like. Audit the books and be like, how much is a test? Let me get three sources on on every test, like for sales sourcing now, and then uh, you know, let me break up the budget and blah blah blah. And what's the? Well,
0: we had our year in 2019 where all the all the national winners, I think it was all the national winners, they all got water tested. They flew them in from like France or Germany or something like that. From,
3: from Germany. The the yeah. reason, part of the reason why USAPO went with that for. 2019 Equip Nationals, Raw Nationals, 2020 Arnold is that USAPL still had some involvement on who gets picked, like telling them, hey, like this person broke an American record, hey, this person won their weight class. And also, USAPL was still taking care of the TUEs. But with this other system, then, you know, the CSIS or USA would take care of the TUEs. And you wouldn't have any say in it, which is what happened apparently at collegiate nationals this year was that, you know, USAPL would say, Hey, this person, you know, it's their first nationals. They broke the American records. You test them. And you saw, is was like, no, we have our list based on our, our names and IPF's names. And so they kind of butt heads there from what I've heard. I wasn't there, but that's, and that's part where, of
1: this. And, and the reason why with that is if you got so many tests, if a feds are saying you should test this guy, you should test that girl. And it's on, it's honest because they're saying, for viable reasons, like Arian said, but then um, WADA would be like, if we only have, I'm just going to use a random number five tests, and you steer us towards one of them. Now it's like four tests. So then uh, you know it becomes like ah, whatever. It's good. This the the answers are tough, right? The answers are tough. So I can see both sides. I can see where the USAPL might be like. It's important to us to. to uh, test that individual. And I can see where Wada's is like, if we let you tell us this, that, and the other person to test, you're also pulling away from certain other people who could be testing. Or do you got it? Are, are you doing something over there? Tina? Are you good? I know we're way, we're
0: going to I was gonna just say right now, my AirPods that I had fully charged before this just gave me a warning that it's under 10%. So I was, I looked in the drawer to see if I had other headphones in there. to just in case these mm-hmm. wound up dying.
1: We've literally this, this podcast, remember before when I was talking to you DMS and you're like, yeah, I don't know though. What are we going to talk about? I'm like, I got a feeling we'll be able to talk about stuff. We're yeah. going on like over here. It's damn near six. Almost oh, three hours. I know we're pushing. And the
0: fight started in an hour. Ah! And we the train. Well, so do I.
3: We all you can do train. You can
1: do SPD in 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the there's a stat. See, is a stats man. He he, he logs these uh, things. I remember that. Cause I
3: have lifters that can only do squat in 90 minutes. Jesus. Dude,
0: I went, I went to zoo culture yesterday and I did, I did a three by a three by six on bench and then a three by six on close grip in 25 minutes. And my, my friend that was lifting next to me was literally still working up to his squat single. <laughs>
1: Can I say something? If I was a zoo culture, I'd be there all freaking day. It sounds like. That's why I don't
0: go there. Joey left. Joey literally left without me. He didn't even give me a heads up. He just. My, my ring doorbell went off saying that there was movement in the garage and I just checked the cameras and his car's not there. It'd be like,
3: tw- <laughs> it'd be 25 minutes in and Ryan hasn't even touched a barbell yet. He's over there talking to Brendan Shaw. <laughs> I would, I would be,
1: people would be like, get this creepo away from me. I freaking would love to be there just trying to hang out with the cool kids, but I wouldn't be cool enough to hang out with them. So I'd be like in the back asking if people want to lift off and shit like that. Or like, or Brendan Shaw's done squatting and I'm unloading his weights for him and so shit like that. I'm just <laughs> like just- I right. squat on the same bar that he used. Yeah, exactly. I'm like making sure I'm using the equipment he needs. I'm like, you want to work in, bro? You can work in i don't mind i don't mind he's like, no i know you don't mind you've been here two fucking hours waiting for me to come over and talk to you <laughs> you got the contact you keep making eye contact bro and I, i'm not your friend and you gotta stop you're being
3: weird That's you got the, the, the whole stack on triceps ready like dude i was doing this for sets of ten man
1: <laughs> exactly dude i freaking love like zoo culture sounds so cool but i don't come out I, to california Come out. I, I won't even get through the door tina they take one look at me and be like, you don't belong here, dude." Plus, you can't go back to Canada. <laughs> That's right. Well,
0: they, well hey, when the borders open up. We'll, we'll be wide open on June 15th, apparently. Yeah. Uh, th- we'll be at nationals. I think. That's um, I leave.
1: I can't wait. Like, I think Canada, because well, I'm in lockdown, but Canada, I think, is opening up soon. And I don't know when the borders are going to open up. We could actually come, like, cross borders and be visiting people. That's got to be, because you guys aren't taking visitors, are you? I don't know. It's America. Goddamn America!
0: Yeah,
1: I Florida mean,
3: is. I am
0: mean, pretty sure everything's wide open.
3: Even the EU is opening up now for uh, vaccinating people to come over.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, the world's getting back to normal again. Um, do you got a overrated, underrated for us Arian, my dear friend?
3: Oh, we want to throw something else to finish off. Let me. See. Oh well, do you
1: guys not have time? I know we we've look at. Do we got time for an overrated, underrated?
0: How long is it gonna take?
1: Could be two minutes.
0: All right, let's go. <laughs> hopefully, my, hopefully my headphones won't die in the process. That's
1: right. We'll do sign language for the last. Let's,
3: let's let's see if Tina can do this overrated, underrated in two minutes. And that will be cardio for powerlifters.
0: Oh, oh, You couldn't wait or not? I mean. Uh, no, can, I'd can say. I think cardio is overrated
1: or underrated? Yeah, is there a benefit? or do people, because you know how powerlifters fucking make
3: they fun of cardio. Do I they don't want to do anything. They make fun of in either. 90
0: minutes. I do, think, you do, I think, do you do Do you any cardio? Me and Joey walk every Wednesday and Sunday. We walk Chloe three and a half miles. Uh, Joey, I, Joey's, Joey's actually lost over 20 pounds since COVID holy started. Shit. Shit, I, didn't I mean, know you, that. you
3: were, you were cyber bullying him for years about his weight. I,
0: well, it works. I, wasn't it works. Cyber bullying him. I was IRL bullying him too. I mean, he competed at, he competed at the Arnold and he weighed, I think over 260 and he's like 240, 240. He's between like 240, 244. And he's still squatting over 700.
2: Yeah.
3: You always, you always stay close to your body weight, uh, to your weight class. You don't, you don't water cut really, but did you ever think about like, you know, doing cardio, like, you know, multiple times per week so that you can eat more and stay the same weight?
0: That's a good. Question. I, I mean, it's hit or miss for me because like, I, I'm already on such low calories, just being a small female. This might blow some people's minds when they wind up hearing this, but my maintenance calories are like 1350. Holy shit sugar
3: so imagine if you did cardio and you're so, at like you know 15 no, but, or sixty.
0: But, but the thing is that's that's the point that i'm getting at right now is it really worth it for me to do 20 minutes of cardio maybe burn 150 calories for like an extra 25 grams of carbs 25 to 25 to 30 grams of carbs
1: i probably I would I'm a for fan.
0: me it's not worth it
1: <laughs> sounds like she's going overrated right oh, you're going overrated for sure <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: your, your turn around or me okay i'll say i think it's underrated for the reason you said i will do that for that i'm that dude who will do that for that freaking half a chocolate bar because i'm, 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 I'm a weak man what? and i'm a weak man oh. and i need that i need that carbs i'll you can put a pop tart in front of me and i'm jog i'm putting on my shoes and i'll start jogging I
0: uh man, do they even have Pop tarts in Canada? Oh come on, man! Do yeah, okay, they, don't, they don't I have the good actually, ones. Like, we don't, you don't have the, don't have you got. the good ones. Oh see, that's why. Yeah. See that total yeah, total game changer. Same with Oreos. The reason I say that is because I have friends in Canada that I've swapped care packages with before. Yeah. Because you guys have no fun foods. I know. This is. I love ketchup chips, and we don't have ketchup chips here we oh you don't have ketchup chips no i love oh. ketchup chips too you want to do a
1: care package swap i'm down yeah i'm down I'm for it serious. yeah next time it. i'm whatever we, we end up in the same place for like yeah ketchup chips no i will ship it to you i ship you a oh, package sh- you ship
0: me a package okay yeah, okay
1: so yeah, I mean, we, we have like 50 flavors of oreos and like 20 flavors of pop-tarts i know it's ridiculous i, I was at a Whenever I'm in the U.S., I'll go through like a grocery mart and like your cereal aisle. It's weird how like you guys probably do the same thing when you go through our our like grocery stores and like what the fuck is all of this? But it's weird the little things that are different. We're like, whoa! Look at the flavor of cereal. You like cereal boxes. I have yeah, like, like you
0: guys have these coffee bars too. I forget what they're called.
1: We got. It's we got. It's
0: like a, a mustard colored package. Yeah, coffee crisp. Yes, yeah, coffee crisp. Oh, you guys don't have coffee crisp. No, oh. I actually think I still have some in my freezer that my friend had shipped to me that what? I haven't eaten yet. God. But yeah, we don't have coffee crisps either. It's like picturing the best day of your life
1: and put it in your fucking mouth. And that's what a coffee crisp tastes like. Yeah, see, there, that's what <laughs> I mean, like, not so good. No, I don't like coffee. <laughs> you're going to love what? this, though. You, when people say how oh, you like your coffee, you're going to say crispy. You're going to say crispy dude, trust me. It's good, man. It's good. It sounds like Ryan needs to do cardio. <laughs> Look, I got, I got some fucking cardio to do after. What do you guys are killing me? I got to run a marathon to, to f-
0: fuel up, but um, yeah, fun fact to be like, while also powerlifting. I've done like seven or eight half marathons before. Oh snap. So I'm, I'm not against cardio. And I used to do cardio when, when gyms were open, like I would, I would get on the elliptical and that was just for like, for like general health. I wasn't doing it for like, yeah. To try and like lose weight or anything. Oh yeah, but, yeah.
1: Joey, I seen Joey on an air bike. That's right. And I asked you about it because I was thinking about yeah. yeah. So you guys do cardio, yeah, and that's just for like.
0: Joey Joey does it to warm up, but I've I've done like seven or eight half marathons before. Like like I've deadlifted I've deadlifted like three fifty five right after running a half marathon before. Oh, shit. <laughs>
3: that's, okay, It's like seven or eight too many half marathons. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah, that's, see, I'm not a, I'm not against it,
1: but and, and, and you I mean, must have. Were you eating more? You must've been eating more when you do it, when you're in marathon training.
0: I, I carb load the, the day before.
1: So what about throughout the training leading up to, did you did were
0: you eating more? What training? i literally, I'm a freak. What the I fuck? didn't train. I don't train for half marathon. What is in your blood? There's, there's a radiant blood.
1: You guys are ready like, it's for It's honestly,
0: it's honestly like in your head. I feel like if, if you ever did any like amount of like cardio, the first three miles of the half marathon sucks. But if you get headphones in, Get some good music. You're gonna just you'll coast through.
1: Have you seen Have you seen that one? Um, Do you have you guys You guys know the show How I Met Your Mother. Mm -hmm. And the one guy I forget his name now. There was a marathon or something, and he's like, "Yeah, are you gonna train?" He goes, "Fucking train!" It's all in your head, and he goes, "You're gonna yeah, it uh, is. You're gonna do." But they were like, "You're gonna do a marathon without training?" He goes, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah. And, I,
0: I could do a half marathon without training. I would probably die doing a full marathon yeah, without that's training. It's still yeah.
1: crazy that you could do a half marathon off the couch.
0: I could probably still do it right now. Yeah. I haven't oh. done one in like a few years, but but I'm not against I'm not against cardio at all.
1: Yeah. I so. I I'm like you, like I want um for overall health, right? Like you want to have a decent heart going. And then also I do find like if I do every day a certain amount of steps at least steps right um yeah you will burn like you'll be surprised well a just being out and i think the more you're outside and you guys are in beautiful california and fucking my man's in florida so i don't gotta tell you guys but it's you go outside it's beautiful out sun's out if you spend some time out there you for sure are better off mentally and then the steps add up and you can eat more food which is big for me because like fuck man, every if i can have a a little snack after dinner just because i walked and i actually was outside what the hell yeah. I'll say I'll say it's underrated only because of that because some powerlifters straight up not so much anymore but there used there was a time period where people made fun of cardio like it was like
0: yeah the memes all had like treadmills and stuff like that on them right yeah. or but, I mean it's yeah. it's beautiful hour and it's twenty two right now yeah, I have to man. switch. I just to switch my you. my temperature I, gauge to Celsius for I you. I know. I appreciate yeah.
2: that you
1: did that. Too. You know what? As soon as you said that, I was like, "Holy <laughs> fuck!" She switched that for me. Thank yeah. you, man. The, the,
0: but it's right. beautiful out right now. It's yeah. so nice. Like yeah, California's I agree. cruising right now. So, so yeah. Every every Wednesday and every Sunday, which are our rest days, we go on like a three and a half mile walk with my fourteen year old <laughs> child, four legged child. But she's cruising. I mean, it's good for her. It's good for us. So, yeah.
1: 100%. How about you, And What are you saying about this? I, I was going to go same as you. So,
3: uh, I think it's underrated because again, yeah, people like, you know, think they come to thing where they can just eat whatever junk they want and do zero cardio. Oh, I'm a power now. I, I don't do bivalent and stuff anymore. And so, yeah, you do get people who are like, you know, you can only stay in such cardio shape with just lifting weights and doing like, you know, sets of one to five or something like that. So it's good to, you know, do some cardio one to two times a week, you know, for that general health, especially if you're one of the, heavyweight classes, some of these super heavyweights, try and put on more and more body weight, just so they can put on bigger, bigger weights. And then that now, then you see they have some health issues and they have to like come back down. And so, uh, definitely underrated people should be doing some amount of cardio to just stay a little bit in shape and, and maybe get some extra calories. in Yeah. To I think, coffee, for general help,
0: but I, I think, I think it's underrated, but I also do think that it's weight class dependent. If that is your goal, like for someone like me, again, I, I walk three and a half miles twice a week, but like, for me, when it comes to like cardio for like weight loss or whatever, I'm not going to go do like 20, 25 minutes of strenuous cardio for a snack. You know, it's for me, it's not worth it. But obviously if you're a bigger person, 20 minutes on something, you might wind up burning like 350, 400 calories, which is like one of my full meals.
1: That's true. You're right. And, And that's where all of a sudden, yeah, you're you're like, well, I can have another meal if I do an hour. Fuck yeah, I'll do it for another. Hour. Yeah, but I I do feel like I feel better when I'm more active. Like I don't, I don't do strenuous, so I should also add. I don't want to be a phony here. I do steps, but I'm walking, but I'm not fucking
0: if I do like, You're not breaking your heart rate's not elevated for a long period of time. That's right. There you go. If you really, if you really want to kill yourself doing cardio, which is something that I used to do when I was very adamant about staying very, very, very like within one to two pounds of my weight class, I would wake up in the morning, fasted, I would go, I would drive to the gym to do 15 minutes of hit cardio on the elliptical Jesus, top Lord. of every minute full force all out effort 15 second sprint 45 second cooldown. do that for 15 rounds and you're dead
2: <laughs> and you're dead
0: seriously like <laughs> it's it's rough i mean that's that's another way that people could get like easy cardio in that like is gonna get your heart rate up
1: but I feel so when, before we were in lockdown, I was doing jujitsu though. And you're like heart rate big time spikes Cause you're like scrapping it out with somebody and you're just going. So, and then you, I would do that three times a week and then walk. I, so at my heart, like I would be like physically in terms of like shape, like there's no shape, like fight shape. And um, I felt in my day-to-day better. Like I felt when you feel like the heart, when the heart is pumping and it's efficient and it's like healthy, when the heart is healthy, it's crazy how much better you feel. And then sometimes when you become a power and you're like, you don't have to do cardio, people take it to an extreme, start making fun of cardio, blah, blah, blah. And the wheels fall off. And then you go down that rabbit hole of being like almost lazy, justifiably lazy. And it becomes like a, you start realizing I don't feel so great. And then I think you turn a corner. If you stick around long enough and start getting back into being active in other ways and be like, I feel better. The body wants to be in motion. The butt bo- you will feel better if the heart feels good and is in shape. I bet you handle stress better. You handle like all these things. Like you just do, you handle it better. And you, could, and
0: you could do stuff like that. in like a very short amount of time, like re- yeah. realistically speaking, 20 minutes is nothing. Exactly. But, yeah. but I feel like if people, if people did it like a handful of times and then they, they generally like reap the mental benefits of it, they might be more inclined to stick to it and do that more consistently. And that is something that I feel like powerlifters should probably do. You handle things so much one bad. Slightly off topic, but not really. This is why, mark my words when I say this, Michael Chandler is going to wear a belt because I think he is going to be, the, he's the most well-rounded fighter that's in UFC right now. That was a Cause we lift weights and like, like he's like, he got booped with the off button and lost the last one. But I, I don't think he was tired.
1: You made it, you <laughs> are a mom because you made it sound so cute when you said booped, booped and the guy got knocked the fuck out, but you're, <laughs> you're such a mom. You're like, he, he got booped, but he, <laughs> but he, but you're right. Um, yeah, the guys, I love that Chandler lifts weights, jacked, cardio through the roof. Uh, he does
0: everything. Explosive. He's so explosive and athletic. You know what? I would be very curious to know what his bone density looks like. <laughs> that's,
1: that's such a random thing to say,
0: but true. No, <laughs> it's not that we, we talked about this because like he will never get that a leg snap. Like dead. Yeah, because because I think he's I'm... Lifting weights increases your bone density right, so right. much. And it's, it's for anybody who winds up hearing this, if you watch UFC, I urge you to go to their Instagram pages and see who lifts and who only does the fighting.
1: You're and right you because you see it. You're, yeah. You're right because um yeah, like Harvard released a study back in the day, people said the older you get, like old people shouldn't lift, you get hurt. And Harvard released a study saying people 15 up should be weightlifting because the only way your bone is like a honeycomb's. And the only way it gets denser is through stress. And the best stress is resistance training and little micro fractures, thicken that freaking bone, ligaments, muscle, the whole nine. Weightlifting makes you tougher. Michael Chandler, actually, in podcast, you probably heard him on some podcasts talking about how he's like, I think my body's bulletproof because I squat, dead, bench, and I I've made my body like this. Mo Farah is a little, he's a he's from the UK, two-time Olympic champion. I forget the meter. It's like a mirror, like a essentially a marathon ish The the distance he runs he's like 115 pounds mo Farah. um he's famous am i am i is my do i got the name right you guys know who i'm talking about know. all right but sure. two-time olympian from the uk very small guy who essentially is running um marathons and he fucking lifts weights and people like, you lift weights he's so small and he goes i do it for the muscle density the bone density he was running in the olympics fell did did like a bunch of like rolls because it's on the race on the track pop back up on his feet and kept running and didn't break stride. And afterwards they're like, we thought you were, because when you're exhausted, there's nothing like taking a tumble that'll end your momentum. As long as you keep running, you're good. As soon as you stop.
0: Yeah. Once the momentum's gone.
1: And he's like, it's because the weightlifting, i i my body is bulletproof right now if nothing else for sure it helps you physically but just like i said mentally you feel better cardio mentally in terms of you feel stronger you're denser you can take a tumble like that hop back up make i'm bulletproof man i'm moving forward Like so and michael chandler is so explosive when charlie olives was on his back the guy explodes off the ground dude i've never
0: seen any i mean i i told you before i'm very new into watching ufc but he muscled through that. Yeah. He only got out of that because of how strong he is. And that's from lifting. I know. I love it. Because I that know. is a move that like, I don't think anybody else could have been able to pull off. He's such a gorilla. He's just such a freak. Yeah.
1: yeah he he yeah. just, he just gorillas guys were like, you just, he got a hold of an arm over here. He double he two on one, the arm just pulled it off. Like you said, yeah. he was just way stronger. There's a strength discrepancy. Um, but, and you guys are watching the fight. Tonight, right? What okay. are you guys thinking? This this will already have passed by the time this goes. This will by the time the UFC or sorry by the time the podcast drops, the UFC will already be over. So we'll either have egg on our face or we've gotten this right. I'm gonna go first right now. Fuck it. Let's have some fun here, Tina. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's have some fun here. You like fun? You a fun guy, are Okay.
0: I'm I'm not gonna be able to have any input because I've never watched Cody fight before.
1: Let's shoot from the just you know just, just pick shoot one. Shoot your shoot should Cody. I'm gonna pick Cody just, just that, uh, because
0: he's the. Just because he's the lifter that I know of, that's fighting. That's the yeah. only name, honestly. This card, that's the only lifter, or that's the only fighter name that I recognize.
1: Uh, to be honest, this card isn't really gonna have a lot of big names, but I'm yeah. Gonna, that's
0: why I'm like, I don't know who it is. I'm a
1: I I know Rob Font, but not as well. I'm gonna go with Cody, even though his last like he's he lost three in a row, then then he won one. He won one really good though. He apparently has pulled his whole style around. It's much more calm. He's a hothead and um it was losing like he was like fucking dropping his hands by his waist and calling guys on exchanging and getting knocked out and it's like bro you're better than this <laughs> right so i f- i'm gonna go cody by the time everyone hears this i won't do a big breakdown because the fight's already passed by the time this airs arian what do you think my dude
3: so that someone has egg on their face i'm going rob font
1: nah there you go okay you might be the only one who got this right <laughs> well listen um tina this is freaking awesome see we got to do it more often. I think it's been yeah, too long since last Well, could, We could do a post-Nationals one. 100%. 100%. No, do
2: it.
0: I, I'll be in. Do it. We could do it on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be emotionally recovered by the time yeah. we do it. Or maybe it'll be better if I'm on one, I'm not emotionally recovered. I could be super <laughs> like, happy or upset about whatever the outcome winds up being.
1: Just be yeah uh, in the moment. Sometimes not the worst thing. Show a little emotion. Solo fire. Listen, much appreciated, man. He's gave us three hours. You two we are in three hours of of your guys' day on a Saturday. Go smash some weights. We'll watch the UFC and do our damn thing.
0: Yeah. Keep in touch. Yeah, for sure. I talk to you all the time, anyway. I know. I we all. I talk to Aaron had, every day too. I know. send you King of <laughs>
1: Lifts content. You you are good. Yeah. See, I appreciate that. By the way, like when you shoot me this and be like, "Take a look at this." Like you're constantly yeah. keep me on the up and up. Like here's a battle. You'll even be like, "Here's a battle between these two guys coming." You're gonna want to pay attention to it. And I'm like, thank you. Some people think like um, some people like you know when people tag King of Lifts. No, I appreciate. Like it helped. Pouting so big, it's so hard to keep eyes on
0: everything. But I don't really tag so much. I'll literally just send for you. Send you posts send directly but to your page. We have or people that. will tag in the in yeah, the yeah. comments.
1: We have that relationship, with some people who don't know me um, you know, they feel like sheepish about tagging or sending me something. Oh, I feel kind of embarrassed. I'm sending you my lists. And I tell them don't feel any two ways about it. Cause I wouldn't know the world's so big. If you're a guy in Sweden, how am I going to know? Like, don't feel bad about sending me or yeah. like sheepish. I appreciate. But then, um, yeah. but then I got coaches like you guys who like straight up know me. You could be like, you're helping me out.
2: Hey, post this
1: shit. <laughs> post this shit, post this shit kid. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Both you hey. guys. Much appreciated. We'll keep in touch. We'll probably talk when the fights happen anyways. We'll see who got it. All Talk
0: to talk you, talk you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah.